Welcome back, Dungeoneers. It's Sunday afternoon, and that can only mean one thing. It's time to play Dungeons and Dragons. You're you're watching Dice and Dungeons, and I'm here at the table with. I'm David Wong. I play Nines of Tabaxi Bard, an inspiration to 300 changelings. No, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm Sue. I play Nicole Bates. I got that backwards. Uh, not on purpose. <laughs> that was I'm Nicole Bates, and I play Soria Ansu, one of those changelings who's been inspired. Meow, meow. I'm Greg. I'm playing Ulseth Ralph, the Frobog fighter. Am I inspired? No. You can disguise self but as I'm nines. Surrounded, I'm surrounded by nines, so what more could one use, use, use your disguise self to make yourself look like nines. I've already used it. Oh. And I'm Alexis Bates, your trusty dungeon mistress. Um, I think we have our usual couple of announcements, yes? Yes. Yes, yes. So, if you're looking to buy things, go to geekifiediowa.com. You might find it there. <laughs> they, they do <laughs> have a lot your... of stuff there. <laughs> Books. Spelljammer. Cards. Magic the car Gathering cards. Magic the card Maybe some arena. cleaning supplies. <laughs> I don't like those. <laughs> Board games? Joking aside, geekified.com well, is the website for Geekified, a local tabletop gaming store in Vinton, Iowa, that takes online and in-store orders for all of your tabletop role-playing game needs. So whether you're looking to pick up the latest pack of Magic the Gathering or perhaps uh, Spelljammer, which ooh, that releases in a couple of days from this As recording. As recording, yeah. Yeah. And by the time you guys will say it, it'll been out probably for a month or two. By the time this one airs. But I'm very excited for this. I'm really looking forward to Dungeons and Dragons in yeah. space! Because you have to say it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Will there be pigs? I don't know. We're running a one shot limited series um, that she's designing. Mm. Nicole will be running. There might be pigs in if space. If it's in space. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So maybe? You'll have to tune in to find out. If you don't get that joke, it means that you're not old. <laughs> you're in our seven and under demographic. If you get that joke, sorry, you're old. Uh, yeah. Geekified has been an ongoing sponsor for us for a long time. We appreciate everything that they do for us. And if you need something for your tabletop gaming obsessions, head over to geekifiediowa.com. And pick it up there and support a local gaming store. Thanks again, Geekified. And while you're online, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash diceanddungeons. If you sign up, we have a variety of tiers that can get you various rewards, including some of our behind-the-scenes videos of our improv warm-ups, and uh, even get your names in the credits at certain tiers. So feel free to check us out at patreon.com slash diceanddungeons. Take it away, Lexi. Thanks. I think that's... Uh, you did it. Yeah, I did it. I yeah, did man. the silly ad read, and yeah. then you did the very, like, straight through. Yep. Mm -hmm. That was fun. Yeah. Well, roll reversal. Uh, and... Roll a on, wisdom on that, save. And that really oddly normal ad read, uh, Dungeoneers, <laughs> let's roll. <laughs> Thank you.
Last week on Dyson Dungeons, Midnight Brunch That's snuck us. into Brickellian's secret keep and freed the imprisoned changelings who were being forced to use their Orat Malls to reshape materials into various objects, including, apparently, some elements for fervent tech. On their way out of the keep, a battle broke out between the forces still loyal to Brucalion, unaware or unconvinced of his apparent demise, which was particularly good when you decided to roleplay as Brucalion. The Great party plan. flawless. Yeah, led those forces against Glinvi's personal retinue. As the battle ensued, they discovered just how nasty Glinvi could be as she unleashed blow after blow with weapon after weapon against Ulseth, who I think you got down to like single digit health there. Uh huh. I was uh, mostly dead. Yeah. yeah. Good thing uh, someone stopped a crit from happening early on. And you mm-hmm. had someone to uh, be a willing participant. <laughs> mm-hmm. Following mm-hmm. that fervent battle, our heroes somehow emerged victorious. I think it might have had something to do with the tidal wave. And led the freed changelings to the secret mountain pond through which the underwater passage into an abandoned mining tunnel that deep beneath the snow-capped drains lay. So, we resume our story with three of you, plus Hulwin, and about 300 and change changelings. And Javal. I was including Javal in that number. Are now in a not too very large room, and they're sort of spilling out into uh, a passageway leading from it, and some are still standing in the pool. It's kind of cramped in here. It's, for the moment, cool, but you get the sense that it's going to get kind of warm if this many people stay in this small of a space. To remind the viewers, because the party has been well aware of this and been sort of panicking out of session, you have no rope, having expended all of your rope, even your really good rope, to help during the escape. You have no food, rations, supplies in general, and you have 300 and change individuals to lead through abandoned mining tunnels and cave systems away from the Cormor Republic and into the country of Glindring. Well, I, so good luck. Yeah, I'm good at this. I'm We're good at this carrying, hero business. I'm still carrying some rations. I have five days worth of rations that the three of us can share. Um, you know, half rations. Yeah, I mean, well. there you go. That's something. And we haven't had to bring this up before, but if you go uh, a day without drinking any any water, you have to consume some water. Not a drop, but like probably three or four cups worth of water. Uh, I'm going to give you a point of exhaustion. 
if you go two days without eating, you're going to get a point of exhaustion. Mm -hmm. You still have that cask that makes water? Yes. How much water does it make again? Like four or five? Four, four pints. Four pints? That's quite a lot of water. I have a water skin that carries some water. I was looking through my bag. Mm-hmm. Also, this is for you. I have a hundred feet of hemp rope. <gasps> that is amazing. Thank you. I am taking it out of my inventory, though. So it's, on your, so it's yours now. This may save our lives. We never know. It might. Well, um, Do y'all need a minute to take a take a glance at your inventory and just, account for your supplies? Making sure, you know. I um, have some pretty good gum. I have platinum silverware. That will be very helpful when we <laughs> and when I'm, we fail to feed the people where I have a mop um, to clean up the mess after you don't <laughs> feed the people. So nines. You can make food with your knife, right? Are you, how do I know you're talking to the right knives? I, I can <laughs> I can tell. Can she? Uh, yeah, uh, because they can't change clothes. Yeah, I was oh, about okay. to say, there is one fairly big giveaway. I have glamoured armor, and no one else does. <laughs> so while everyone else is soaking wet from curling through that, I'm wearing this gleaming suit yeah. that I will refuse to take off for the rest of my life. Bright shiny earring and everything, yeah. That you they can't replicate. I mean, the suit is gleaming and perfectly dry. You, however, are not. Oh, did you know it was me? Your outfit? This nice outfit. Yeah. As I drink my coffee. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Where'd you get coffee? <laughs> I use my knife. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much food can you produce with your knife? Does my knife tell me? Like, or would it like be like empty in a sack? Like it feels like a full sack of knife. With, with any sort of magical charges and stuff like that unless some items like you specifically don't know but typically with things that have a daily limit you get a weird innate sense of i've approached that limit or i'm nearing that limit you know you you kind of just have an idea a sense of how much left of that magic is left so I feel like I could produce 10 pounds of beans. That's a very specific. Well, 10 pounds of beans. If we wanted to feed someone fully, that's like 100 people. So we could either portion it out and feed everyone a little bit or feed, do like a rotating ration. I can also, I can't today, but I could start preparing my good berry spell to create good berries <laughs> to help feed people. I think that also will cover the water requirements, actually. How many of you know how to survive in a cave? Raise hand. It's like three or four people that put their hands up. Ah, well, you three come here. There's another option. Yes, we'll eat these three. No. <laughs> what? What? No. What? 
We have 300 changelings. We have him, y'all. We have 300 Rasati here. We've done this for like 70 episodes. Nines doesn't really just say meow meow. <laughs> but whenever we imitate nines. Out of out of game, we definitely add it. We have we have it's over 300 Rasati here. We have six Orat Mall. Yes. They picked up the mannerisms too. They're trying it out. We it's, could find things and they could make an attempt to change it into possible we can turn yes, exactly, non-edible things into things that are edible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is there it's, like a couch they're playing with right now? I'm no, going to just like all so they're in like a little little ring. I want to look around. Making dough on each other. What, is there anything in this room? Are we just like in a natural cave with like a water? Yeah, this area is a natural cave. You can see there's water dripping down from the ceiling above you and some coming in from the walls and through the passage. Natural water flow through the mountains having eroded some of this limestone in here. It's a obviously a limestone cave. It smells a classic limestone cave. Mm, but no. there's just rocks, stalagmites. So we ask... Yeah, there's nothing of, uh, you know, sentient mm. creatures have oh, made here. There's, okay. there's no uh, man-made constructions or anything okay. like that. This is all natural. So let's ask those who know how to survive in a cave to pass knowledge to everyone else by word of mouth. And your idea of the Arat Mall is excellent. So, at least as often as possible, we will ask them to make... Uh, we need water and beans. Beans is a really good, dense food. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we can get 10 pounds. But if we could get even another 10 pounds, or even, even better yet, 20 pounds, we could get through this. Um. Um, but first, anyone who has a water skin or anything that can hold water, canteen, flask, anything like that, get as much of the fresh and clear cave water, not the fetid pond water, but the fresh and clear cave water that they can. I don't think they have anything. We just broke them out of prison. I know, but, but I'm just saying maybe if anyone has anything, ran away. Yeah. you know, some people might have a little flask that they're carrying in their clothes or something. I... But anybody who has anything, please ask them to, to collect uh, water and to let you know who has it so that they can share. I will fill my water skin and I also have some bottles that I'll fill with water. Mm -hmm. I get my water skin and um, I have a rain catcher. And I'm gonna use that to collect as much water as I can. Because I have, I have eight bottles so I can hold a fair amount, plus the water skin, but yeah. Okay. So I don't think we have time to take a complete inventory of everything that all 300 plus changelings have. They have a bunch of tattered clothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's just, about it. Just assume that the changelings you rescued, they have clothing, which includes you know footwear, pants, stuff like that. That's pretty much it. Okay. So there are six Aret Malls plus yours. No, there's five plus mine. Five plus yours. So can should we let's call the 
those who are in charge of the Arat malls here together and tell them of our plan. Okay. And I'd also like to talk to Javal because mm-hmm. he's been through here. Yeah, and we need to do this quickly because it's very crowded and there's not very, and we need to move. Yeah. Holwyn takes your rain catcher and sets it up underneath some of the more active um, dripping points in the cave, mm-hmm. hoping that that's going to be the freshest water possible within the cave system, knowing that anything on the ground is likely to not be a good choice. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And they're over there you know, gathering things, and they have about eight canteens that they're filling up. They've gathered from themselves, Javal, and um, you all. About eight canteens worth of water that they're filling up over there. Do, uh, are there any elders here? Who are you asking? The, the Rasadi. Oh, the three that came over? Yeah. Um, there are, there are some, yes. <laughs> well, it's nice and warm. They're covered in fur, cold cave. Well, here I have a request. You all have been using Orat Mall, obviously, correct? That is correct. Since you all are tabaxi and don't need shoes, can we collect everyone's shoes and see if we can use the Orat Mall to turn them into water skins? Hmm. That's a good idea. Not everyone! There's a pile of shoes being thrown at us. Being you is fun. This being me is fun. You just sort of shout things and uh, hope that it happens. And usually it does. I like this. (laughs) Meow meow. Meow meow. Wait, no, damn it. (laughs) So the three changelings that you have summoned and they have a little bit of experience surviving in caves that Uh you didn't ask about at all. They go off and start collecting shoes from people. And you can observe as they move through the changelings that the word is spreading fairly quickly. And people all think it's a pretty good idea, especially since they've taken a tabaxi form. And they have little cat feeties. Yeah, they have bean feet. And they have fur and tails. They're actually fairly comfortable in here, given that... It is, it's chilly. Mm-hmm. It's probably, in this particular room right now, it's like 65, but throughout most of the cave system, it's going to be down in the 50s. So it's going to be, you know, cool. When we get a whole lot of shoes, I'm going to gather up anyone who has the most experience with Orat Mall. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get as many Orat Mall out as we need okay. based on their experience and try and convert uh, as many of these shoes into water skins as we can. Okay. Um, how many... Let me ask it this way. How long do you want to stay here? Because the limit isn't so much on transforming it's leather into the, the, the leather, leather shoes into just like a different shape of leather. Within the way that the Orat Malls work, that's pretty. That, that's a pretty simple 
process. You're not actually really changing the material, more its shape. Yeah. Which is a fairly easy task. So it's mostly the restriction of how much water you can gather from dripping stalactites. Right. Well, we'll have lots of water skins, so well, whenever we find water, been... we can yeah. collect it. So why don't we try and get at least 300 water skins? Well, is there a better place to get water further up? Well, well, that's something we'll need to ask Javal. Javal, get over here! What do you want? Where do we fill up water? I usually take enough provisions to make through, through here without needing to fill up, but there are some, well, some streams, some underground lakes through here. I can't guarantee <clears throat> the quality of the water, though. Remember, these are a mix of natural caves, which the water should be mostly fine in, and tunnels that were dug by miners, where I'm not expecting the water to be great. The old Grantfell mining process left a lot to be desired in terms of preserving the environment. So the opportunity might be limited. What sort of dangers should we expect in these caves? Well, most of the dangers are actually just going to be slipping and falling. There's a lot of uh, slick surfaces through here. We should generally be fine, but moving 300 of us through here, that's going to cause some people to get injured. I expect a few bumps and bruises and twisted ankles. Every once in a while, this path comes across a more connected part of the system. There's thousands and thousands of mines that litter these mountains. They all generally tend to mix and intermingle with each other through at least one connection. These tunnels here, they gave up all of their profitability ages ago, before I think any of us were even born. Not even Glenvie and Drakelian were alive when these mines were still in operation. I'm not even sure their father was. But in the absence of miners, some things have moved in. Some are pretty harmless, uh, even friendly. There are the occasional um, underground dwellings. There are some small villages that live under here. Mostly kobolds, some elves, but not many. They're sort of rare, but you'll come across them from time to time. Bats. Larger bats. How large? Bigger than you. Okay. I'd like to see that. Oh, I would not like to see that. But I could maybe turn into a bat. There's... I would not like that. Well. There's also rumors to be... large... bugs. Oh, that's food. Oh, that's food. <laughs> it's great protein. 
So, I'm not sure you can eat these ones. We will try. Why not? <laughs> I'm not sure that. If Dromar were here, we could have him taste them. <laughs> the, when I say large bugs, I mean bigger than two of you. We'll feed lots of people. And now, keep in mind, I've I've never seen them. I, I'm not even sure they exist, but. Some other smugglers have told me stories about encounters they've had in here. Roaches of unusual size. All right. So that, that pause was pregnant. That was just. <laughs> so, I have a, so I have a suggestion. Is that don't don't run into that massive Zoria, cockroaches. Zoria, um, get everybody together and try to get as many water skins as we can because we'll collect all the water that we can here and along the way. Yes. I'm going to talk with the three who know something about caving and find out what they know and what they can pass on to everyone else. Um, nines? Be prepared. Boost morale. Boost, yes. Tell everyone, them. don't suck! But we'll need to move quickly. So, um, while you're talking to them, my goals are to try and get how how quickly can we fill a water skin if they hold four pints? In that would be a big water skin. That's how, that's what yeah. they're listed as. That, that is a, that is a large water skin. It's four, really big. There's that, two quarts. That's a half a gallon. That, that's, that's the water yeah. skin is listed as holding four pints and weighing five pounds. I think it's important to get okay. as much water. I mean, that that is a large water skin. That would take to fill one full with the flow that you have here take a few hours. But there are drips all over the place, so the more water skins there are collecting as many drips as we possibly can. Here's my suggestion. Before but we you, can't do anything without lots of water skins. Before you talk to them, my goal is to make 300 water skins from shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, we can leave them here to continue filling water and scout ahead when we're ready, once we have the skins made. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can go ahead and scout while everyone else here rests a bit. Yeah. Well, let, let's get on with it. But you wanted to talk to those three. Yes. Okay. You who are the three who know about caves. Yes, what do you want to know? What advice would you give that could help us get everyone to survive this many days passage through these caves? Um, we have... We have um, the possibility of cooking beans enough for 100 people each day, unless we can make food some other way. And we will all collect, everyone will collect as much water along the way that is potable as possible. Also, I was been looking through my spells. I can theoretically at a level one, create 10 gallons of water per day per mm -hmm. spell slot. That will help cook the beans. Yeah. 10 gallons would be able to fill uh, you know, 20 pouches, 20 water skins. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't have the spell prepared, obviously, but I have it. I can, if we rest. So, and I will ask you who have been in the cave, when was the last time these folks have uh, had, had a meal? 
Well, we, uh, we had yesterday. Mm. He, uh, you guys, you showed up around mealtime. Of course. <laughs> well, you guys got there in the evening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we will collect water. We will eat a meal tomorrow as much as we can make. And then we will move as quickly as we can. But what assistance can you provide? I don't know if the mics are picking this up, but one of the tabaxi gods is being quite vocal right now. That makes sense. I mean, we're, we have 300 tabaxi just kind of chilling out in the cave right now. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to head out here, bud? Yeah, he wants to. <clears throat> meow, meow. All right, Tabaxi God has been freed from his imprisonment. So, there we go. What assistance can you provide to these 300 plus Tabaxi wanderers? Well, most cave systems don't have much to eat. That's why things that live in them usually leave when they eat. I think we can probably find some lichens, some mosses. If we find natural cave area, and it has water, it's probably very clean water. Mm-hmm. But uh, also, you know, might contain uh, something that kills us. Generally speaking, I say, you know, boil all water that you get from wild is uh, safer. Mm-hmm. So, we so need wood how uh, often can you use an iron wall? There's no real limit on that, is there? The use of an Orat Mall, since you guys have not encountered this before now, is not governed by the Orat Mall itself, but by the users. The energy it, the user. mm-hmm. It's draining to use. It requires a certain amount of personal energy to channel it, and it can be pretty exhausting. Okay, it well, depends on the difficulty of what you're doing and how much you can use it. We can go days without food. We can't go more than a day without water. So water is critical. So water skins, yes. I will, I'll suggest that as soon as we get the water skins, um, we pass on word to everyone that we are going to go ahead. And scout. The four of us and scout things out quickly uh, to see how far we can get before we need to... Uh, take a rest and see if we can find a place for everyone to rest that's safe, relatively safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we can have a meal in the morning. Yeah. So we need to collect water so people can get through the night. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna. So can one changeling maybe turn their two shoes into two water skins? And we can do six at a time. Yeah, I think that would be fine. Each oh. changeling sort of lines up, and I, I think it would probably require two people to focus on it, mm-hmm. but you would get two water skins out of each. Okay. Well, why don't we do that? Without, maximize and it wouldn't drain the two performing mm-hmm. it very much. It's yeah. fairly simple. So we're going to do that as quick. Well, I've been doing that, but... How many do you want to make? Why don't we try and make 600 water skins? You want so every have single them. person to give up their shoes and transform them? I mean, you can do other materials. Like, we could do more rope. 
That's true. Mm-hmm. All right, we we'll make... Need, we need, like, 300 water 300 skins. water skins. Yeah. And if we could get a couple hundred feet of rope. But do you need to be here while that's happening? Can you come join us while we scout ahead? We can't waste time. I've probably been doing it pretty quickly. Um, the, the process to... Okay, so you you got to move through. A day's travel is gonna, you know, you're moving like a whole day. So scouting ahead is basically the equivalent of you you four, three of you plus one, and Javal can come along if you want him to accompany you all. You're like twenty minutes ahead of the party. Like the rest of the Okay, so there's not like a like a immediate danger that we need to scout is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. You, you guys are traveling through cave systems. You have no idea what's up ahead. You don't want to get too far away from the three hundred changelings that you're supposed to be leading through here. But you also want to make sure that any dangers that are in front you tackle first. Yeah. So Scouting ahead is basically walking up the cave system a little ways before you bring everyone else. Why don't we just fill water skins until for how many hours? Enough for a long rest. Eight hours. That way you can get your spells, can get everything. You can make people can't even all fit where we are though. They're not gonna. Pretty tight in here. They're they're kind of spilling out into the hallway ahead, and some are still standing in the pool as you guys are. (laughs) I mean, it's gonna be the same in the hallway, unless we can find a large room. I I would say it would be worth while they are making and filling water skins to advance uh, forty five minutes to an hour out. We can go there and back within two hours. Okay. So we're just gonna. You have your timepiece, right? Yeah. Okay. We're gonna just clear down the hall a little so that people can spread out into the hall while we fill water skins. Okay. Is it like what kind of? Is it just like walkable hallway sort of? It's a fairly large uh, cave passage. Okay. You could fit. It'd be tight, but you could fit two abreast. Yeah, so we're just going to have to be all spread down anyway. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I'll ask this. Is Holwyn had borrowed my uh, Tashirinun armor. Is that that something that they can wear regularly, and does it it improve their AC? Not particularly, no. Okay, well, then I just take it back so it doesn't encumber them. Yep. All right. I like my flamey sword. Okay. Okay. Oh, we can see now. You hear little, um, as you do so, little drips of water that are occasionally falling from all over the system above you. you go make little mm-hmm. noises on it. And I'll, I'll <clears throat> I will go into the lead with my flaming sword. Who wishes to accompany me? We will only go, oh, perhaps a half hour ahead to see if we could find a better place to to rest. Okay. I think we're all just going to go. Yeah. Okay, and so I'll go first. All right. Um, 
You have left instructions about what Game. to do with water skins. <laughs> yes, several times. Oh, good. <laughs> Game of chance. Um, I am... For a few things, if you're trying to find something in the cave systems down here, how I'm going to do it is a game of chance where one of you will pick a number, I'll roll d100, and then you're going to guess whether my result is higher or lower than yours. And if it's the same as your number, you automatically win. Do we win if it's higher or lower? You have to guess whether... <laughs> the number is higher okay. or lower than the number you picked. I choose one. <laughs> what did you think would happen? <laughs> OK. I thought you'd make us roll, and then we have to guess. And what do you think happened? Higher. It is. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That wasn't very good <laughs> chances for you, was it? No, it wasn't meant to be. Oh, okay. That's the joke. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I just wanted you guys to find a bigger room. Okay. So there you go. You go about 20 minutes up. You find an area that it has some sort of spider webbing kind of passageways off of it. To, uh, there's, a, I don't know, maybe dozen or so little passageways and little nooks and things that some only go back a few feet others seem to be full tunnels somewhere else but you could spread out a bit in here and it's maybe a you know eighth of a mile up all right so we're gonna camp in here with everyone mm -hmm. nines can you put 10 pounds of beans in this bag Bean! 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 One at a time. Oh, this is exhausting! <laughs> bean! Bean! Two days later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, reset. <laughs> um, alright. I'm just gonna assume I just, like, open up a little latch on the bottom and just beans flow out. Yeah, it's like using one of those, like, things where you fill the bag. Uh -huh. You know, I hadn't really... Designed the knife with anything like that, no, but I kind of like, yeah. like the idea that you have almost like a secret little compartment latch that's on the back, and you pop it open, and you can just pour. Pour. It's like what? 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 <laughs> Why did my phone just start making noises? What? What? What was that noise? I have never heard. I don't know what that noise was. Your phone's haunted. My phone is on my lock screen. So is, is that is that like a film? Like it, you activated the uh, start filming option? I don't know. Anyway, it just started making a noise. Well, so those of you who um, are out there watching this, if you know what happened, leave it in the comments. Yeah, sure. Is there Why water not? dripping in this room? You basically assume that there's Any always a little. Caves? Until you get into mining areas where they might have controlled or plugged or diverted okay. it away, you can safely assume that all of these cave systems are dripping from the water that slowly melts on top of the drain peaks. All right. So our plan is get everyone in here, camp for eight hours, take a long rest. Collect water. Collect water during that whole time. 
sure. fill as many wa uh, water skins as we can okay. during that time. Do you have more than one rain catcher? No. Okay. Can we make another rain catcher? Yes, we could. If some people are willing to give up shirts or something. A underground nudist tabaxi colony? <laughs> yeah. Okay, this one of the more frightening point. things we've run into. Does you go all natural, meow meow. Those of you changelings that feel comfortable and are willing to volunteer their shirts. All right, we'll make as many rain catchers as we can to try and collect as much water as we can here. Okay, I'll say there's 11 changelings that are perfectly fine taking their shirts off and... None of them should be embarrassed. The physique of nines is a sight to behold. So lanky and tabby. Tabby. No. Plus all the no. water skins underneath the little drips. Yeah. So we have, we're going to rest for eight hours, collect as much water as possible. Um, okay. Should I cook these 10 pounds of beans tonight? We'll have them before we head out tomorrow. So we'll make like 20 pounds of beans in the morning. Yeah, we can get another 10, right? In the morning. Yeah. That would be good. It'll be important. That will, that will give everybody a two-thirds ration. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's our plan. And we're going to go with it. I guess if there's any injured people, I'm just going to use all my spell slots on that. If we're right. going to get a long rest. Yeah, I'll do the same. I can heal four if there's any people who need healing. Because I don't have any good spells prepared for survival in a cave today. Okay, so you just want to take a long rest here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Just right. put the screamy stick out at the entrance. I throw the screamy stick at the entrance. Well, actually, it has to be in the ground, doesn't it? It does have to be in the ground, <laughs> yes. Is there is there any places I can actually stab it into the ground and it stays upright? Um, I mean, yeah, sure. No, there's. Let's just make a little pile of rocks. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm not gonna like quibble over. Can you get it in the ground? Well, here? why not? I'm just. Kidding. <laughs> I mean, don't you I just, just like nine, just like constantly to. stabbing it into some hard just. I use rock I use my crowbar and dig a little divot in the rock, solid, unyielding granite rock to uh, support the. I love that I go, yeah, I'm not going to quibble over this. All of you go, <laughs> well, I'm going to explain <laughs> how I accomplished this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we do. All right. So are we taking a long rest? I uh, my plan. A, that's my yes, plan. Definitely a good idea for us all to rest. Yes. And then we'll be all full of beans. In the, well, not full of beans. Two thirds full of beans in the morning. We'll make this a fart game. Mm -hmm. So I, I have a question about the beans. Yeah. How are you cooking them? In water. Mm -hmm. We're soaking them in the water that's been collected so far. You could make 10 gallons. Or I can... We, if we have... I can use the... If we can get a big pot, which I think I might have in my cook's utensils. Um... 
Are the cook's utensils like supposed to be sort of a portable thing? Let me look it up. I cause I don't know what that explicitly includes. Um, special tools include items needed to pursue a crafter trade. Um, it doesn't say specifically here. Okay. But it weighs eight pounds. I, that would probably include like a pan or pot, but maybe not a large boiling pot. I have a mess kit, so I can use as many of those little pots as possible. Well. Of course, if we just soak them overnight, they will be edible, but not terribly tasty in the morning. All right, here's what we'll do. In the morning. Here's what we'll do. Mm. I'm going Wish. to or mall some more to get us out of this situation. <laughs> Let's take. Does anyone have something big in metal? I have a scimitar that I never use, ever. Um, I have Crobashalar, but I'm not giving that up. Let's just turn. There might be a trident. A trident, yeah. Now that'd be ridiculous. None of us, none of our characters would be carrying that around. Do you want to give up your trident? Um, In the clause of feeding 300 tabaxis, yes. So we're going to convert the trident into as big a cooking pot as we can. Okay. And then I'm going to take my fireless frying pan, turn it upside down at maximum heat, put the pot on top of the pan as a heating element. Sure. And then use fill, cook the beans in that pot with water. And I can season it to make it taste better. Okay. Because I have my... Hubert's Handy Spice Bunch. All right. So I'm going to put in cumin and salt and maybe, maybe what, what would be good? It wouldn't be a Dyson Dungeons episode if we didn't talk about how we seasoned the food a, that you a ate. A touch of molasses. I, I can't make molasses. No. It's just spices. Something sweet. Uh, nutmeg. Um, how about saffron? I can do saffron. Sure. That's pretty fancy. Alright, I'll make cumin, saffron, salt, pepper. You know, get a nice mix. You've made it more expensive and purple. <laughs> yeah. Saffron. Oh, you are so purple. So, I'm going to... We'll do this in the morning, but this... When we're cooking, but that's the plan. Is okay. Make a big pot out of your trident, mm -hmm. which you've removed from your inventory. I have. I don't know. And then I'll use my fireless frying pan as a heating element underneath to cook all of the Because Very good. Then with 10 pounds of beans, you're able to give, like we talked about, about a... 20 pounds. This morning. In the following morning, because we made 10 today. Yes. All right. So today's 20 pounds of beans. Yes. I'm going to... I'm going to say it takes you a few pots and you spend about two hours in the morning cooking through 20 pounds of beans. Okay. It, it, it's a bit of a task, but you have... This is going to be the smelliest cave before we leave. <laughs> They're behind us. <laughs> Wonder which we we don't know where is. the wind is blowing. I was going to say, yeah, we don't know if it's blowing in or out of the cave. <clears throat> So another thing I can do as I'm preparing spells 
is if we pile all of our food and drink in a five foot cube, I can purify it. So even if we pick a bad water, I can purify it. Mm -hmm. So if we find a, a murky pond or something. That might save our lives later. So just putting it all out there. All right. So long rest, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. During you which time everybody rest. is collecting water. Does anything bad happen to us? Uh, no. no. Nothing bad happens through the night. Or you guys got there as the sun was setting. So I'll say, yeah, you're basically done like normal sleep time. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll call it uh, eight hours of sleepy rest and you, you wake up. It's about 6.30 in the morning. Okay. Just switching all my spells for this. I am ready. So you who ride your ball? Yeah. Do you know the way through these caves to the other side? You have done this journey before. More or less, yeah. Okay. Well, let us hope for more. We will proceed today as soon as everyone has been beamed up. Yeah, I've been making beans since I woke up nonstop. We're just handing beans out left and right. Beans. Everyone just has to figure out how to hold their servings. I was going to ask you about that. How do you serve all the changelings? Everyone gets one ladle of beans. <laughs> they go, um, nom, 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 and then move to the next. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so very quick eating. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Cafeteria style. Out of the ladle. Don't we don't we have a, have a, a little uh, a valve at the bottom of the pot? So we'll just lift it up, and everyone just walks <laughs> down the line. I have a mess kit, so I let people use that. You know, there's a cup and a little bowl and things. So we could have more like five or six utensils going at once. We can't use all the water. Everyone just lick plates clean. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> uh, I think, given the circumstances, no one's really going to object. Why don't we? I know I'm relying on my Orat Mall a lot here, but... You do have some uh, very fancy silverware for them to consume things with. No, I stole that from the voice, I think. Yes. It isn't going to help if they have, like, I've got a fork <laughs> and you've got a gigantic pot of beans. Well, no, here's okay, what I'm suggesting. Let's make one giant feeding dish and just have all the tabaxi go around it. Why don't I, why don't we just convert my ironwood writing desk into a bunch of wood bowls? But then we lose the desk. It's a yeah. nice desk. It is nice. We had to steal that. It is a good, we did steal it. I like it. that Ulseth offers up his trident freely. <laughs> to make a pot and the ironwood writing desk the giant heavy piece of nonsense you guys took from the changeling I think we city. need to move along. How long does well, it take for these these uh, tabaxis to get in line and each eat a ladle full? Or no, this full is... Or a I mean, or... a, it's gonna take a bit to feed 200 people is, a single ladle. I, I, 300. <laughs> I still have. Well, you only have twenty pounds of beans. No, they're each getting two thirds. Oh, stop! 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 <laughs> I still have a bunch of armor I took from the armory. Oh, that's true. We're just gonna convert a bunch of breastplates into metal bowls, and everyone has a bowl. 
Everybody gets a bowl. Okay. We, we can make 300 bowls. I'm just asking how you're going to solve the problems that you have. We will make 300 bowls out of however many pieces of armor I have, mm-hmm. which was a lot. Um, yeah, you were carrying just a whole bunch of How many of pieces of armor do you have? I know you were keeping track. I think I took about one or 200 pounds of armor. So you probably have about 15 breastplates. Yeah. I'm going to say that each breastplate could make uh, about two bowls. Really? Only two? Okay. So you have 200 pounds of armor. I mean, a bowl if will I weigh something the that like. You kept were breastplates. Mostly. Yeah. And if you think about the surface area that's on a breastplate. Front and back. <laughs> Well, I'm going to Google now how many breastplates can you, how many bowls can you make out of a breastplate? A breastplate is 20 pounds of metal. And a bowl at most would weigh a half a pound Then I'll say four. All right. You get four bowls out of a breastplate. These are five pound bowls. People are going to have to carry a five pound bowl. (laughs) You're getting very. (laughs) It seconds as a helmet. You you wanted to take armor and turn it into Into bowls. bowls. If you want to take more time with the Orat Malls, to transform them into thinner, lighter materials, stretch that out. Remember, the Orat Mall changes from one thing into another. You, right. you saw this work mm-hmm. on the security system. It just turned the whole thing into, into one log. Yeah. So... We turning... might have to cut it up, and each breastplate up into chunks. We can do that later. Let's get everybody fed as quickly as we can. Uh-huh. And we need to move along. Okay. How many forks do we make with this, too? While people are Let's eating, make... while people are eating, I, I make the armor bigger and thinner. Using what? Um, let's see. Or do I make I don't make so. I have a crowbar. I guess the blacksmithing tool of the crowbar. I have potter's tools. That one now. I have a hammer. I'm going to hammer in the morning. It's le- it's less about we need it into we need to cut it into. No, chunks. that's easy to do. Is it? Yeah. Once it's thinned. <laughs> this is going to be like a three day project, isn't it? Either that, or we end up with. Um, like what a dozen five pound bowls yeah well we can reduce the weight presumably you can change the weight it's about how much material can you manipulate with the orab mall the more precise that you try to make something well, the more i'm gonna hang on i want everyone to understand this because there does seem to be some confusion about this because you haven't run into it much Oramal's capabilities are to essentially transubstantiate one form of matter into another arrangement of matter, fully and completely. Usually it applies to the entirety of the object. You can focus more to create more complex creations, more separate things. It takes more energy. The more energy that you use, the more that you're going to have exhausted changelings on your hand that you've been trying to avoid. So So, there's a balancing act. A 20-pound breastplate 
can reasonably, with the focus that you guys can create, given a bunch of hungry changelings in a cave, I'm going to call it four bowls out of a single breastplate. And I have 15, so we will make 60 bowls, and I have to cook the beans in in multiple batches anyway, so mm-hmm. they can eat while I'm cooking. Right. That's fine. And the bowls are probably large enough to hold more than one small two-thirds ration serving. Yeah, they can be a little larger. Okay. Okay. So that's solved. Yep. There you go. Alright. Now you've solved that. And they'll use my platinum cutlery. Makes the beans taste better. Because I have a lot of it. You, you have quite a few, I, I think I just told you in pounds how much platinum cutlery yes, you have. Yes, I have five pounds of platinum silverware. So you probably have like a dozen full like, Sets. settings. Yeah, so with, between spoons and, and forks, you know, there should be enough for each bowl. Yeah, there's, a, if you use your platinum cutlery and let them use it, there's plenty yeah. to go around and people can help feed themselves with it. Yep. All right. So, that's what we do this morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. You've managed to, over basically the morning, f- cook all the beans, change all the armor, distribute this, and feed most of the changelings um, a pretty good serving. And then and they're gonna be hungry, yep. but it'll stave that off for a little while. Yep. So, as we travel each evening, I'm gonna spend all I can to make water and with my to keep our water supplies up with my create water spell. Mm-hmm. But I'm not gonna use that till the evening in case I need them for something else. Right. But I can okay. create a lot of water. As soon as we've survived the first evening and morning. Yes. It is. So those are going to be our general procedures mm-hmm. each day. Right. And the instruction to all of the changelings is to collect as much good water as they can with whatever they have all the time. Yeah. I'll say it's not too hard to rig up some, some of the rain catchers to act basically as umbrellas. Denver's mm-hmm. umbrellas. And they are catching the water, and you'll probably be able to get like a gallon between all of them, just randomly moving through the day. So as we go, all the changelings are going to need to sort of walk in line and hold hands because they will not see in the dark. And I only have one lamp. We only have one flaming sword. Yeah, I use my flaming sword. Well, at least with you limited have, sources of light, it won't be hard to find where it's coming from. You have the lamp of true, of like true, like not true saying, but like see invisibility. A, a lantern of revealing. That shows invisible things. Mm-hmm. Which isn't going to do that much good here. Well, it might. Well, maybe, yeah. Um, but we only have a limited amount of oil, so we're going to rely mostly on your sword. Mm-hmm. And they're just gonna have to hold hands and walk carefully. Yep, I have. Uh, I happen to have six candles if we need to, and five torches. So, 
Um, I give the, I give a torch to the person who will be walking at the at the end to mark to mark the okay. end of the sure. the line. Now, are we all going to be up front, or are we going to kind of sandwich it? We should go ahead in case there's trouble, mm-hmm. and we should have like a warning, a warning code, like word we can yell back, like "Don't come up, there's monsters" or something. Something like that. <laughs> that's a great that's code pretty... word. Something that's unambiguous. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to go ahead. <laughs> this is going to be our general travel plan. Jobal will lead us, because. They they apparently know their way, right? Javal, the four of us, will go about even ten minutes ahead. Mm-hmm. Everyone else will go in a line. Okay, I give one, two torches, one in the front and one in the back. Yeah. And maybe we should have Javal watch the rear, actually. But Javal is the one who knows. This yeah, Javal is the one that knows... Yeah, but there's going to be branches. Branches, I assume. Okay. There are uh, occasional branches. You guys have run into them already. I mean, the room that you guys came to to set up a camp overnight had a dozen different pathways. Travala is the only one who's been through here. Okay. Both ways. That's fine. Um, All right. So the five of us will go ahead 10 minutes. We have a line of changelings come 10 minutes behind us. We will shout if monsters attack. In the evenings, I'll make as much water as I can to fill everyone's water skins and cook the beans. And in the mornings, we'll cook 10 pounds of beans. Mm -hmm. And if we happen to see anything that could be transformed into food along the way, or purified into food or water, we'll do that. Yes. So that's the plan. Mostly for the audience here who might be tuning in and hearing about Orat Malls that can transubstantiate things. The general rule with Orat Malls is that if it's um, non-living matter, it can be reworked. They don't really function on living matter quite that we so know of. well. Haven't tried it yet. You haven't tried it, but Soria is well aware that <laughs> for whatever reasons... She was always told that Orat Malls don't work on living matter and can't change living and non-living between one another. Could we turn a dead bug into something more palatable? If it's, like, meat and technically non-living. Would Soria know that? Yes, you could, but it's incredibly draining because you're trying to achieve something that's complex. Very complex. Alright. Alright. Well, <laughs> let's start moving. We have a plan. That's the best we can do with what we have. Yeah. You Yeah. People have been fed as much as possible. They have been collecting water. We must proceed. Do you know the way? Pretty much. Okay. Let us go. We will follow you. Okay. I grab my screaming stick on the way up. Good remembering. As you adventure through, these tunnels are going to be a moving adventure for you all. 
I'm going to be occasionally asking for rolls on D100s. A large table here with random events. Sometimes the results you get, I may ask you to re-roll. Uh, that may be for simple viewer enjoyment. For example, if you roll a combat and we do that, and then you roll another combat, well, to put it bluntly, viewers, that's going to be boring for all of you. So I might have you re-roll it sometimes. Should I be writing down the numbers we roll? Or does it matter if we get doubles? 88. Um, it probably won't matter if you get doubles. Okay. And in the few cases that it does, I have a method for recording that on the table. Okay. Uh, so we'll start down there. Nines. Let's see what happens today. Do something happy. We're going to start with a 66. A 66. Ooh, that's a good route. That's a great number. Okay. I have a rock. Thank you. I have a rock to track who rolled last. Or who's rolling next. So, Javal begins leading you down the tunnels. You hear the changelings a little ways behind you making some a dull roar as they're talking about their current situation. You can't really make anything out, but you hear them chattering back there. Javal seems fairly certain of where he's going today. Every time you come to a path that you have to make a decision on, he doesn't even hesitate, goes down. Now, one of sometimes many multiples of choices. Do we... Sometime, go ahead. What, as we're going down, is there any markings that he seems to be looking for that we notice? Why don't you... Since you're looking for something specific, why don't you make an investigation check? Unless you just want to ask him. I do an investigation. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be snarky or something. If you guys want to try and, like, if there's some sort of level of distrust or something like that, where you want to see if there's something you can pick up on without alerting him, that's fine. I just want to know. Uh, well, I got a 10, so do I notice something? You don't see any markings that are indicating one pathway over another. As best as you can tell, this seems to be by memory. How do you know which way we're going? How do you like it lost? Well, every once in a while, there's a little bit of a mark that gets left in the walls, but we don't do it at every junction. I mean, keep in mind, I'm not a typically a smuggler by trade, but it's something that I'm willing to do. I'm just sort of... I work for whatever gets me through the day. Yeah, other people, they're better trained at this. They, uh, they're smugglers all the time. So they don't want to leave at a trail that can be found by just anybody. They want to memorize some of the path and then every once in a while leave a little marker to make sure they haven't, you know, completely lost track. What's the marker look like? Is there one here? No. But I'll put one out to you. It's sort of a... Well, they try not to make it obvious. So it looks like a divot. Just like any sort of divot in a wall. But the difference is, it's just a little too round. Because they've carved it out. And you can feel the carve marks if you go and, you know, examine it closely. But 
it's supposed to blend in as much as possible. So if we do get separated for some reason, you can try to keep an eye out for those. But I'll be honest, a lot of these pathways, you just have to know the way. Great, got it. If we get separated, we'll die. Hmm. Well, this is great to plan. Let's not do that. <laughs> well, here's hoping. I'd really like to get all these folks back to, well, their homes. Certainly out of the public. It can be your home too, Jamal. Uh, I don't have much of a home. I don't like to stay in one place for too long. I prefer the life of moving about, always seeing something new. I always got too stir crazy back at, well, my home village. So, not for me. Which was? One of the villages in the Fervent Wilds. Did it have a name? It was just our village. We didn't really name the, I mean, we're all Sulani. You name everything else, why not the village? It's just a home. Yeah, we were pretty small villages and we just knew each other. I don't like that. Okay. You live in Nine's village now. <laughs> I do or they well, do? No. You get Nine's, you get Tens. Seven. <laughs> After a while, it becomes clear that Javal really does seem to be knowing his way through here. As you come across um, what appears to be a traveling merchant who's set up a camp in the cave. In the caves. <laughs> He's laden down with all sorts of various supplies and things and has many bags and pouches. Um, the image that I'd like to conjure for folks here if you've ever watched the original Star Trek series, you might remember um, Mud. Harry Mud. Harry Mud. And how Harry Mud. Well, I think that was the first name. I think it was Harry Mud. He had just like pouches everywhere that he was always able to like reach into. That's sort of the image here. Not to necessarily. Uh, conjure up the same personality and self-interest. Does Dishonesty. he have a nice mustache? No, he doesn't have a mustache. This, I don't want to talk to him. Then. Hello, suspicious stranger in the dark. It's hardly the dark. He's got a little... Oh. A little some glowing embers. Not really making much smoke, but some glowing embers that you can make them out by, and a little lantern seems to be reading. Oh. Hello. Oh, hello, Javal. It's good to see you again. Now, making another trip through here. What are you smuggling this time? Um, not really smuggling so much this time. I'm moving people through. Ah, some small band trying to escape the Oppression of the Cold Republic, I assume? Uh, not exactly. It's about 300 of us. Oh. Well, um, 
have you uh, any need for trade then? I have many, many fine wares, as you know. Well, some of questionable legality in the Republic. Do you just stay down here and like, or, or what? What's your deal? No, no, miss. I am an honorable tradesman, trading in perhaps dishonorable things. Are you sure he's not just like a pretzel salesman, just follows nines around everywhere? I'm a, this guy is getting not a his kids through college. <laughs> there are many prohibited items within the Como Republic, and a few were in Glindring that I'm more than happy to ferry between the two. Oh, you're a smuggler. Uh, madam, I do not smuggle goods. I purvey them across borders. So, we're lacking the attention of, say, the officials. This is a duty-free shop. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Hmm. Yes, my good sir, this is a duty-free shop. There's no <laughs> duty paid on any of uh, my fine wares. Um... Uh, that I'm happy to share with you uh, in exchange for a modest price. Do you have hundreds of pounds of beans? No, I don't typically carry much food, although I'm happy to trade in some of the extras that I do have. If uh, you're hard up for some uh, vittles. How many Testaxis do you have? Testaxis? Uh, ah. I have, looks like, three dozen sets. Any rare ones? One moment. Peering deep into a bag. I have only a few rare ones. Holographic ones? Yes, yes, I, they are holographic. <laughs> I'll buy them. Ah, a woman of discerning taste. Good bargaining. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't begun the bargaining part yet. Now, reaches in. One, two. Well, three rare, not ultra rare, unfortunately. I, oh. I, I sold my supply of them at the last village I stopped through. Three rare holographic testexes. That will be... Two gold. One gold! Ah, a bargain. I shall meet you at one gold, five silver. One gold, three silver. One gold, two silver. (laughs) You better go up to five. One, wait. (laughs) Think about that math real quick. (laughs) Do that one. One gold, five silver. No! Bad! <laughs> Excellent. I didn't even activate the brooch of number numbing yet. <laughs> no, but it's already working on you. So, that's three. Rare. And subtract one gold, five silver. Are there any items out, or is it all in pockets? Other than his modest personal camping supplies, it seems like any of the items that he claims to possess are in pouches, bags, and pockets. So, you who are the 
traveling merchant of the duty-free shop. Ah, my apologies. I had not provided my name to you all. Please call me Felonius. You who are Felonius. Yes. I have called you that now. Do you, what sorts of food do you have? Well, my collection of food is mostly for my own travel. Mm. But um, I have a pound of bacon that, well, personally, I found to be just a little too fatty for my taste. We could cut that up and put it in the beans. Mm-hmm. Pork and just beans. one pound? Of... Mm. Well, unfortunately for you, it seems, I, I carry only quantities of food that a single person might consume within the span of a week or two. And how much is your bacon? I would be willing to part with it for the silver. Five copper! Nine copper. That's a good number. I think you should take it. You owe nines a copper for negotiating fee. (laughs) (laughs) I, I buy the bacon. And give it to Zoria to uh, use for cooking. All right, you have a pound of bacon. What's the rarest item you have? Uh, the rarest item I have. Well, this is an item that is banned within Glindring and frowned upon within the Cornwall Republic. So it is even hard to obtain down there. But it is a weapon, so stand back. Be safe. I do not move. (laughs) Don't crowd me. As this will surprise you. Ah! And Pakistan, no! (laughs) And he pulls out this like six-bladed sort of fan weapon. What does this do? It surprises people. It's a fan of blades. They are detachable but compact. And then he folds it back up. Hmm. They are perfectly balanced to be thrown, but also incredibly stable to be used as both sword and shield against certain blows. I admit they are not necessarily the strongest, but they are easily concealed. You see, you can take six blades and they fit right in your pocket. So it's like a dagger size? Yeah. It's like six throwing daggers all sort of connected together. That spread out like a fan. Yeah, they spread out like a fan. So like a hand fan. And then they can fold up, be detached, and it's fairly firm. Is it magic? Uh, no. I unfortunately don't spend much time with magical items. I find that non-magical, desired still, are easier to purvey across borders, as there's less opportunities for such easy detection. You may be familiar, as you have the sense of a spellcaster about you, that uh, one can cast spells to detect if there's other magics in the area, making moving magical goods much more challenging. Do you have any valuable diamonds? Oh, As opposed to those I, unvaluable diamonds. Like 300 I, gold valued diamonds. I am sorry, I have no no such diamonds on me. 
I carry no gems at all. I can't do revivify then. So you who are Philonius, do do you happen to have any potions of healing or other items that would help to cure wounds or heal people who have been injured? Uh, let me examine for a moment, see if I have any in my pockets. You're not going to ask about rope? Not yet. No. No. I'm sorry, I don't have any potions on Mm. me. Um, do you happen to carry any rope? I do have some rope, yes. I always uh, carry some lengths of that, as it's useful. Uh, I don't have a great quantity. Hmm. I, I think I have about 50 feet that I could spare. I need to keep some for myself, of course. You do wind up in situations where you need to tie something sturdy and then lower yourself down or raise yourself up when traveling through these caves. Yes, and how much were your 50 feet of rope? Well, you've all been such wonderful people, and a lovely break from being alone in the caves. I shall let you have it for one silver. Two silver. <laughs> Very good, yes. We no! Do that. Two silver, how generous of you. Pay the man also. <laughs> <laughs> I buy the rope. You or Zoria. What? Please do not negotiate on our behalf. Why not? It, it doesn't. No. It went up! Yeah, that's better. No, it's Bigger not! Bigger numbers are good. The more money you have, the better. I quite concur, miss. <laughs> What's your most illegal item? <laughs> My most illegal item? Not your most fa- expensive or fancy, but your most illegal. My most illegal. Well, that would require something that is illegal in both countries, I Uh would assume. And something that is uh, prohibited with quite harsh punishments. Uh Yes. Uh Then, uh, I think probably the most illegal thing that I have is actually a vial of poison. Yeah, what kind of poison? It is a poison that has been derived from toxins within a blowfish. It's quite potent. How much? Well, I mostly keep it around for self-defense. I'm not much of a, a fighter, as my visage and general countenance <laughs> might uh, give away as he pats his somewhat rotund belly. Yeah, but one does need to defend themselves. I've been taken hostage a few times and I found that offering up a bit of rare whiskey, I call it, they generally tend to fall for that. It looks a bit like whiskey, this derision. And it smells strong enough and different enough that those unaccustomed with finer whiskies are often easily convinced that it is the mellowing process of the barrels and the age of the whiskey. So that's the reason I have it. So you don't sell it? 
it's not my intention, but if you have some particular need of it, I could be tempted to part with it if the price were right enough for the personal risk that I'm taking by no longer possessing this particular vial. Do we need a bunch of poison? Yeah, we are so murderous now, we might as well keep it. How much? I shall say 20 gold. 15 gold! I'm going to stand firm on my 20. There's quite a bit of risk that I am taking by giving up my one protection, and it will take time to procure more. Ah. 19 gold, 10 silver. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Pay the man nines. I've changed for 20 gold. Why, yes, I have changed for 20 gold. Oh, look at that. Oh, no change due. How convenient. Give me my poison. Alright, you have a um, while. You have a small flask of poison. Much of this is needed to um take care of problem. I would say a single swig should do. For such a precise measure. For anyone. I, I don't measure it out and pour it in their drinks, mind you. They usually take care of it themselves. It does have a delayed effect. It will take an hour or two before they notice that something isn't quite right anymore. Do you have any sort of counterfeit rite of passage that will let us get through glindering on unabated? Why, madam, I have no such thing. I am an honorable tradesman trading in dishonorable things. Uh-huh. I have no counterfeit writs of passage. You have stolen one. I have many writs of passage that <laughs> describe all sorts of people. None of them are counterfeit, though, for they have all been signed, sealed, and approved by the appropriate authorities. After a fashion. How much for one, for a group of adventurers who work for a mercenary company, that are lawfully leading refugees to the capital. I'm not sure that you'll need such a writ of passage for that endeavor. That seems perfectly noble in its cause. And uh, since you have such a large quantity of refugees, uh, might I ask what they are refugees from? Um the Republic? Well, I gathered as much, but what horrible event has befallen some location within the Republic to create these refugees? Oh, the destruction of Iron Vale? The destruction of Iron Vale? Yeah, it blew up. <laughs> Don't know what happened, it's crazy! Is there anything left of the city? Yeah, parts, yeah. Pieces oh. of it! There is a warehouse that is quite intact. What of the people? Uh, there was minor revolt happening. A, a revolt? Uh, were, were the Grotfilms not supporting the, the people? Uh, never mind, I already know the answer to that question. Now, uh, did you all... We had no fleeing? part of it. Are you fleeing that uh, very same thing? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah definitely uh, fleeing. Running away. Yeah. Well, things must have truly gotten 
chaotic if you are indeed using the old smuggling tunnels to lead your band out of there. Uh -huh. Is it even worth traveling to Ironvale to purvey goods and services? Oh, the people who are left are much in need of goods and services. Yeah, the, all, all sorts of illegal mm. stuff for rebellions and things like that. Uh, dishonorable goods, <laughs> if you will. I prefer that to, uh, phrasing, terminology. I, I think that you might find that that law enforcement has been disrupted. Drastic. Oh, well, it's such a shame. I'm sure that they'll need supplies to uh, refit the town and and the good law keepers. I'm sure that there's many opportunities. So, if you'll excuse me, I believe it is time for me to get moving. I yeah, do want to go and offer my assistance to the, the good people in need. Yes, um... Do, Wait, did you just give information for free? Yeah. Two, which I... That's what talking is. ...deeply appreciate. <laughs> uh, He's packing up his Do you have things. any fervent tech? Uh... Not... Don't mm, on me, no. no. Okay. I do have a nice time piece uh, back at my home that I do keep up. Where's your house? <laughs> <laughs> I keep a personal residence in the capital city of Brokemar. <laughs> Oh, okay. Would you like to buy some pretty good gum? How good is it? Pretty good. Pretty good. May I try a small sample to verify its One copper. Here. Is perhaps a fresh one of it. Oh, I will break off a quarter of one stick of gum in the one pack that I have opened that has three sticks left in it. Thank you for the offer. Which flavor is this? It's pretty good. <laughs> well, one thing I like is that it's not banana. I'm glad that artificial banana is a flavor that's never existed in this world. It's quite nice. Mmm. <laughs> it's fruity. It's pretty good. It's pretty good gum. And I'd say maybe into some sort of blueberry, you know? The flavor gets more intense the longer you chew it. Mm -hmm. mm. That is pretty good gum. Mm -hmm. uh, how how much for a pack? Um, a pack has five sticks. They are still sealed. I shall offer you five copper for a pack. Mm, six five copper silver. per pass. Five silver, very good. This I will is take from five a silver. very rare hidden place. A very rare hidden place, you say? Yes. yes. You could not find it, it is hidden. You mean they don't make it anymore? It oh, is no. not made oh. anymore. No, it does not exist anywhere except in my pouch. And my mouth. Interesting, and how many do you have? I will sell you one. I need, wish to one pack. It. One pack of one five pack. sticks. A very rare. Is is it? Would you say it's collectible? Very. Say yes. Desirable. It never runs out of flavor. Hmm. Is it from some place that no longer exists? A lost Rasati civilization. I only know what half of that means, <laughs> but I five think it sounds good. Five bold for a pack of five. Very rare. No longer available. Pretty good gum. I shall offer you 
four gold and three silver for it. Ah. Four gold and ten silver. <laughs> four gold and four silver. Throw in some daggers. Just some regular daggers? Yeah. Four gold, four silver, and three daggers. Pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. Yes, I will take the four gold and four silver. There you are. And we each get a dagger. Right? Mm-hmm. Hey, wait, where's my dagger? You, you have already a have lot two of daggers. daggers. Oh, yeah. I, I do. <laughs> do you want that ring of daggers? Mm, not really my style. Thanks, though. Good, I wasn't going to buy it for you anyway. Well, nice meeting you, Felonius. Yes, it's very nice meeting you. you wandering off, staring at the... Don't guy. mind that every refugee looks like I, like nines here. Don't tell him that part. Let him figure it out on his own. It's a nice surprise. <laughs> a little ways back, you start, oh, pardon me, excuse me. No, 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 excuse me, pardon me. No, no. We will continue on our way. Okay. You reach a room that seems to be a decent place for resting. And it's getting fairly late into the day. You can feel your legs becoming tired, and a couple of the changelings have jogged up ahead to let you know people are worn out for the day. This might be a place to stop. We'll rest here. I can make 40 good berries and 100 gallons of water. We're gonna eat good tonight then. Mm -hmm. Do we notice any giant bugs? Uh, no, you didn't notice anything today. So, so we have 10 pounds of beans, 40 good berries. 100 gallons of water. And a lot of water. I can exchange some water for good berries. Mm, let's make us. Uh, we don't need that much water. How much water do we need to cook the beans and keep people watered? Yeah, how much do we have an excess of water this time, or they drink everything and just kind of move forward? Well, it, a quart of water per person per day should be more than enough. And their waters, and they've been filling their water skins as they go along. As much as they can. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, you're getting about a gallon a day from all of the rain catching mm -hmm. for the whole group. So 100 gallons is 400 quarts. So if everybody gets a quart, that still leaves you with um, 25 gallons. That's more than enough to cook. Okay. So everybody gets a quart of water. Okay. And then there's 40 good berries to go around. Okay. So whoever is the most hungry gets those. The hungriest and the weakest. <laughs> We'll have a game show to determine who is the hungriest. Yeah. Which is the only fair way of doing anything in our yeah, society. So we need a we need to budget about nine hours to film the game show per day. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're gonna set up some lights. Um, what kind of what kind of uh, contest should we have? Uh, hunger games, I think. Uh, hunger games, okay. Mm. So we're gonna send we're gonna pair off the nines. No. And we're each going to give him a dagger. <laughs> you have to share. We only have three. 
So that's our plan. Bed down for the night. But watch but eat, the eat in the morning when you need Yeah. To. My my good berries last for 24 hours, so I can cast them before I sleep. And they're good in the morning still. Yep. Okay, so you've conjured a lot of water. Mm -hmm. And 40 good berries? Yes, I can do 100 gallons of water and 40 good berries if I use all my spell slots. Okay. And you are creating 10 pounds of beans each day in the morning. Yep. Okay. One at a time. Bean, mm -hmm. bean, bean. Okay, open up the little hatch, grab one. <laughs> That's <laughs> put. I kind of think of the little hatch like on a Parmesan bottle, you've got the three little holes and the one big hole, and the hatch is kind of like the big hole with the beans. Just, just grinding out beans, just... So I win! I get up early the next day, start cooking beans, supplement with good berries. I know it's not quite enough to feed everyone, but... You know. Okay. And then we have a bunch of water. Yep. Refill water skins first and then whatever else for cooking mm -hmm. and whatever isn't used for cooking is distributed amongst everybody yeah okay so last night you distributed a lot of water mm -hmm. yes and you've used uh, making 10 pounds of beans 10 pounds of beans say that takes like two gallons I'll change up the spices today and go more for like an oregano, like, you know, thyme sort of mix. Okay. And um, keep the flavors fresh so people don't get bored. Sure, that's very nice that's, of you. It's a very important thing to do. Okay, out of curiosity, what sort of beans are you creating? Llama. Llama beans? Just llama beans. Llama beans. Not llama, llama beans. Yeah, llama. They're in the shape of little llamas. <laughs> Kind of like you have dinosaur chicken nuggets, but these are like baked beans that are shaped like llamas. So are they like a lima bean or are they like a black bean? A, like a fava, fava bean. They're like a fava bean? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Fava llama fava beans. Llamas, yeah. Fava llama beans. Fava llama beans. Yeah, but you have to say it five times fast before you get a bowl. Five times. Fava lava beans. Fava lava beans. Okay, I'm saying llama, lava beans when I try to do that too fast. So you have uh, llama-shaped beans. Mm -hmm. They're fava beans. They're just llama-shaped. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's why they're fava. Llama. You know, I'm gonna allow that. <laughs> I'm gonna so. just gonna let that one stand. But, you know, sometimes you can you have enough power in the the knife to choose the food shape. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes this is fun shape. You have fun now. <laughs> well, change the beans up each day. So some days I'll make like a curry lentil. Some days we'll make you know more like a. Like today, we're doing fava beans with sure. like Baba llama, know, say it right. savory spices. Yeah, say it right. Fava llama beans. Fava llama beans. Okay. Five times real fast. That way, we have a nice varied menu so people don't get tired of just keep more. Can around. we use the Aura Mall to make a bunch of menus? <laughs> we're going to just have a big QR code that they have to scan off the smartphones. Do you have a bunch of paper? Somewhere in my inventory, I'm sure. Um, no, that's not. Because <laughs> I can so, just write those out with a quill. Just write out the whole QR code. <laughs> you want to you set up your squeamy stick? 
So we'll put a screaming stick at the entrance. And we'll spend the night. Okay. So there's a mix of describing what you do in the morning <laughs> I and know. deciding that you've been down <laughs> Yeah. <the> <laughs> Unless something happens in the night, Tons. that's just what we yeah, do. We wanted everybody to know what we we're going to do when we get up so we don't have to take do all of that when we get We up. don't see the sun here. Time's an illusion. Yeah. We will say all those things we said we would do in the morning, we do. And then, and then they'll be done. As general practice, we have people take turns doing watch. As we give them sure. daggers. Sure. Mm-hmm. People are happy to take watch. Yeah. That's not hard. Mm-hmm. Um, you do that and... Set up the next day. You feed uh, 140. And you have, you know, a little more than half of your changelings getting hungry. Mm-hmm. Today, yeah. Yeah. We'll take turns. Okay. Yeah, they rotate one day the other day. All right. Basically. You set out today, following Javal's lead. Let's have another roll of the D100s. <laughs> well, it's almost the same as yesterday. 65. Okay, roll again. But you don't want us to run into a slightly different looking merchant. <laughs> 54. Okay. You travel through the caves, Javon leading you on. And there's sort of a shift in the odor. Also, if those beans are going right through you. <laughs> I did pick up my screamy stick, by the way, because I feel like you're going to punish me if I don't say that every time. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you better. Yeah. It's always better to tell me that you picked up the item than to assume that I'm going to give you credit for it. So there's a, a shift in smell here. And it, it's this sort of foul odor. It, it's a little bit like a like a corpse. It smells like some, something died. Recently? Eh, I mean, within maybe a day or two. <clears throat> Let's identify the smell. Investigate. I, I mean, it, no. <laughs> go, go, gadget nose. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> How strange that his entire body was just a machine. Yeah. It's kind of weird to think about. It's morbid children's programming, really. Mm-hmm. You... It's a dark reboot of Inspector Gadget. They did that. It starred Matthew Broderick. Was it dark? Was that in a R? starred Matthew Broderick. That was disturbing to watch him play that. <laughs> so... Is there anything like the movie Small Soldiers? <laughs> <laughs> Starring Tommy Lee Jones. Something smells bad. <laughs> Does it smell like the undead we fought before? No, that had a different sort of aroma to it. I mean, this smells like, you know, roadkill. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, it's it's some sort of rotting. Well, carefully animal. approach. Dinner for tonight. Make a stealth check. All of us. If we're all approaching. If you're carefully approaching, make a stealth check. Because I'm assuming that's what you mean by yeah. careful. I got a 10. Eight. <laughs> 13. 
very not... 10, 8, 13. <laughs> Let me see what one in Javal comes with. <laughs> Smelly dead thing, don't attack us. <laughs> We're sneaking up on you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we won't want to disturb this smelly dead thing, would we? Waka waka. Okay, the, the, the two of them really brought your group average up. <laughs> uh, the the as, ranger and I assume a rogue, maybe? Uh, yeah, you know, Javal's basically a rogue. They, they're out in front. What? <laughs> We're trying to be the... quiet here. Just stop. <laughs> I don't know. Zoria, they're implying that we need to be quiet, so you should stop talking stop talking. so much. Oh, oh, stop talking. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Our path. <laughs> I whacked them both side the head. <laughs> Quietly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this doesn't feel like part of your code. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. <laughs> Where? Point to it. <laughs> Actually, I don't. I just I put my hand in front of their mouths like that. I don't whack them. Yeah. I slowly mouth. Like, I lick the hand. Productive, <laughs> All right. The complete meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> We've been in this cave for days. We're going whatever, cave crazy. Whenever you guys get a stealth check and do badly on it, we the play it up. just melts down. Yeah, we have to play up our bad check. Mm-hmm. So, you go ahead and move a little further down the cave, and then you see off on a side room, a little off the path, that there's um, the source of the smell, and it looks like a small bit of uh, crack, large enough to maybe just barely squeeze through. But it's a pass to the outside, and you see that there are a pack of wolves that have set up uh, their den in this cave and have dragged a corpse of a kill. And they're sort of gnawing eyes, you know. And that's what you're smelling. Cave walls. They probably taste really good, too. Cave walls? Yeah, why not? How many walls are there? Let me see here. Or do you want to talk to them? It depends on we trying to sneak by them. Do we want to make friends with them? Twelve. There's twelve. twelve wolves. There's twelve wolves. That's, That's a, a lot, lot of wolves. wolves. Maybe, <laughs> maybe make some peace talks. Well, can they get through the crack? The wolves? Yeah, to where we are. The the crack is to the outside. They can easily come in here. You, you you're like in a passageway, kind of peering into this room. Mm-hmm. The crack leads to the outside. That's how they're coming in and out of the cave. Oh, I see. But they're just in a room, so they could just decide to. Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to attack you, if they took notice and wanted to eat you. Does it look they like we're get... like up in the mountains or something? It's a little hard to tell since it's just a you know, thin beam of light. It's mm-hmm. daytime out. You can tell that much. The 
little bits of fresh air you're getting that's mixed in with the stench of a wolf den and a fresh-ish kill. Uh, it seems pretty, like, crisp, cool air. So you may have climbed a little ways and sort of skirting the outside of a mountain. So. It's hard to tell elevation change when you completely lack anything that gives you sense of bearings. Uh-huh. But you do know that you've been going at points up and down. So, <clears throat> um, 300 changeling cats need to pass by here without being attacked. So maybe we... So we should, let's protect the entrance here and send them ahead until they're safely passed. Well, aren't the, aren't the wolves in here with us? Well, they're on, the, on a side passage. Yeah, so you have smelled this and kind of tracked it over and seen what the source of the smell is. It's off the main path, but not very far. Well, why don't we just ask them not to attack us? Wolves are normally trustworthy. Has that been our experience with wolves? It's been my experience with wolves. Are you going to turn into a wolf to try to sell our story? Why would I turn into a wolf? You can't talk to wolves. I can't talk. I know. But you could be a wolf and go and pretend you are talking while Nines is talking. And then it would look like a wolf talking. I don't think that's how animals work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'd rather... Hello, everyone! (laughs) It's so nice to see you here today! Why don't we just ask them if we can go by without any issue? So, you who are nines, <laughs> okay. the real nines, <laughs> I can talk with them but cannot understand, so I can um, potentially assist if you ask me to, but it is up to you to convince them to uh, stick to their meal and let the rest of us go. All right, well, we'll go talk to them as a group. Okay. I cast Speak with Animal. Okay. Seals me wolves! We all look friendly and non-threatening. So you don't announce your presence in any way before that. You just go, excuse me, wolves! That was announcing. Yeah, presence. that was announcing our presence. I just want to make sure you don't try to like <laughs> toss a little rock in. Your your first thing is excuse me, wolves! That's a yeah, thing. That okay. Yeah. Okay, good. They seem like the, the type of wolves the 12 that of wolves, the even dozen wolves, all turn their heads and look in your direction. And a particularly large, sort of uh, mottled black one stands up. It's about as tall as you. These are like dire wolves? Well, not necessarily, but they're big. Okay. Excuse <laughs> me, we're our travelers just passing through. We'd like you not to attack us. This has been great talk. We will see you later. Why should we not attack your small band? We could easily overcome you, and I have hungry children to feed. They don't look that hungry. They're eating right now. We are always hungry here in the mountains. There is not a great source of food so consistently found or easily So a well-speaking wolf. What's he saying? Well, but uh, he wants to eat us. Oh, why don't you show This is going very well, then. Show them the flamey sword. They probably don't like fire. Don't think we should threaten them. They seem very confident. Oh, okay. They're 
all skin and bones. We wouldn't, uh, it would take more energy to eat us than to actually get uh, out of us. But the marrow of bones tastes delicious. Don't no, ours tastes terrible. Do we, do we even have bones? I can't hear. What should you offer us to not eat you? You are not the first adventurers through our caves. And I suspect you won't be the last, but it might be your last adventure through here. That's pretty ominous. Is this going well? You could. No, this is not going well. What do they want? They want food. Oh, give them some nice whiskey. That's not food. Mm. I mean. My we can give you some fire water. Hungry. What, what do you offer? Pour it on the bacon. <laughs> How much food do we need for safe travel? What do you offer? Meat? All set for sacrifice? <laughs> what kinds of meat do you offer? Horse leg? I can make horse leg, right? Pro with your knife? Yeah. Yeah, probably. But then we'll have no beans for tomorrow. Well, we won't give them all of it. Unless you want to fight 12 wolves. Uh -huh. I think we're gonna... Did you use the bacon last No. We have a pound of bacon. Wait, yeah. Here. Yeah, but it's bacon. So? <laughs> Offer them the bacon and a bottle of Chateau de Ethanol. I'm not the negotiator. Why are you looking at me? We have pounds of bacon for safe travel. What is bacon? I cut off a small piece of the bacon. Mm -hmm. Just a taste. And I throw it to the big wall. You offer this freely, so I shall not risk injury to myself or my children. I mean, if we run into problems, would you help us if we could get you more bacon? If you possess more bacon, I'm assuming you're dealing honestly and offer me all the bacon you have now. I could maybe be convinced to feed us for quantities of bacon in exchange for our assistance. Do we want a bunch of wolves following us around? Not really. Well, they like us, though. Mm. I we... wouldn't go that far. Yeah, he loves us. Yeah, you said that? That's exactly what he said. He does look up That's how they express, uh... I'm aware. I take uh, half a stick of pretty good gum and toss it to the wolf. That's gum! It's not meat. <laughs> what is this? It's gum! It's pretty good, right? 
much of that. <laughs> and we shall let you go free. All of us? Yes. Well, Seth, give him some gum. Let's throw a bunch of gum over there. And the bacon. Bacon's only for protection. We shall watch over you for three days if you leave the bacon and the gum. Four days! And ten silver. Luckily, they can't understand you. No. I leave, I leave three packs of gum. That's 15 sticks, so that's one for everybody. Is there some sort of, like, meat flavor gum that we didn't notice? It's pretty good that. gum. There were many flavors of gum. Is there a meat flavor? There... Yes. Yes, there's a there's a meat flavor that you hadn't noticed before. I take a piece of that. Five days and you get this flavor. And I throw that. One of the younger ones comes over and and just sort of sits down like That'll cost you six days. What does that taste like? Bird! <laughs> like bird! Fine. Six days is a protection. And leave that whole pack of bird gum. Alright, we leave the pack, we throw the bacon. Alright. Remember, if we're in trouble, you come running. Of course. All right. Me and the 300 that look exactly like me. Whatever. That was good negotiations. Yeah. We will move on then, I guess. Okay. Someone tell the changelings to not be afraid of the wolves. The wolves have been bribed. <laughs> <laughs> the wolves have been bribed. Just, they shouldn't bother you. Don't bother them, they will not bother you. Okay. Meow, meow. Alright, and we'll continue on. Okay. You come to a fairly nice, a little more spacious. The deeper you go into the mountains, the more that you're finding some larger, more cavernous rooms. It seems that the waterways through these mountains have hollowed out the interior more quickly than the more exterior places. Odd or even? Uh, even. The place that you come to tonight actually has um, a moder moderately sized pool of fresh water. So we can fill up all our water here. Jawal goes over and tests it. tests it and thinks that it's probably okay. One does the same and confirms. Yeah, it seems all right. I mean, didn't taste bad. Didn't smell bad. But, you know. Smell very dirty. 
We can always try boiling it. Yeah, that's fine. So, I'll spend the evening boiling water. Okay. If there's enough water that I don't have to make it, then I can make 90 good berries you, before bed. You end up taking a lot of the water from the little pool here, and it's almost empty, but you can fill up people's uh, water skins. And have enough to cook berry beans? Yeah, yeah, you can. Okay. Is there anything in the water now that my muscle drained it? What if I do an investigation check? You can do an investigation check. Storm Grimmy? Storm Grimmy? I got a happy face. You uh, got a happy cat I'm face? Yes. While well, asking for Storm Grimmy. <laughs> you, you see a little scale. A like, little shiny, pretty scale. At the I, I reach for it's the scale. It's about the size of a, a dollar coin. I reach for the scale. Okay. Can you pick it up? Yep. I put it in my hat. Okay. You've got a very shiny scale that's about the size of a silver dollar. Nice scale. Thanks, it goes good to that. And a sphinx feather. Yes, very fancy hat. It's very fancy. Yeah, I forgot you had, it, it's a sphinx, sphinx yeah. feather. Joke. I had asked for a feather from the sphinx and got it. Guess my outfit is way too fancy for <laughs> Super fancy. someone who does, has not spent any money on clothes mm -hmm. this whole adventure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're wearing an outfit that costs, but you know, two platinum. Yeah. With several one-of-a-kind artifacts on it. No. So, yeah. that's my plan. Let's make lentils tonight, tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. So to sleep through the night, in the morning, sure. lentils, curried. Yep. Curried lentils, 90 good berries. Okay. Going all, of course, to the people who didn't eat last time first. Yes. All right. So we're able to feed uh, 190 people. Yes. Not count, well, I assume the four of us eat good, well, five which of all eat good berries. I'm still eating my rations. Oh, I still, okay. I've got three left. You have then a little more than a hundred hungry changelings. Being careful to rotate mm -hmm. so that um, no one goes without food for a day. Yeah. Or two days, rather. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll continue on. Okay. Then I need uh, Soria. 57. We're grouping really tight in like mm -hmm. the 50, 60. Yeah, you are. We're really good. 14. Um, you move through the tunnels for a day, and it's been pretty uneventful, making small talk with each other, just sort of passing the time, idle humor. And then, since you're traveling about 15 minutes ahead of the changelings, you hear a... <laughs> 
behind you. A good thump? As it sounds like a fairly large mass plops down behind you. Like close? Fairly close. I turn around and look at it. With your flamey sword. With my flamey sword. Okay. Give me a moment to pull this up. That's a great sign. She's smirking a little to herself. That's mm-hmm. not... I don't like it. Maybe a storm grimmy. This is between us and the party. Because it was behind us. Yep. Uh, make a constitution saving throw. Um, can I have done something when we were turning? Sure. I would like to have cast Bless on the group. Okay. So You have cast Bless on the group. Um, that does add a d4 to saving throws and attack rolls. Do I get that? Uh, I'm going to say for this one, no. Since this is all happening simultaneously, right. and you're kind of doing it as this happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16. You stare into two mesmerizing swirling blue eyes and feel a force hit you and your whole body is stunned for a moment and then that same force withdraws and I got thumped by something that's what they're calling it now. And you then hear a and another thump on the other side of you comes down and sounds about the same and you're So we're in this passage on the other side you mean roll for initiative. You mean there's one in front and one behind? Yeah. Yes. So we're boxed in. Yes, you are. And as we've started combat I need to go set up a couple of pieces, so we're going to take a quick break while we do that. Stay with us, folks. We'll be back in what seems to you just a moment. Yay! back everyone we're about to jump into battle as our players have encountered a pair of something they don't know what yet but Ulseth did have to make a constitution saving throw when he looked at one so that might give people a hint and since we're in combat I'm switching silver into red and revealing the combat area you guys are trapped in a tunnel between these two things no way to get around them Let's have everyone's initiative, starting with nines. Um, <laughs> wasn't great. I'm pretty sure it was an eight. <laughs> that was high energy. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, a number. Uh, I got a number. Bull sets initiative. 21. Wow. Soria's initiative. 12. Okay. <laughs> and let's see what Hulwan gets. They get a 
not great for that much. Huh? Ten for Hulwan. And Javal, who you're not super best friends with, so they're on your side, but you don't get to know exactly where their initiative lands. And there we go. First up in order is going to be Ulseth, Soria, Hulwin, then one of the monsters. So. Oh, uh, they're very slow. Yeah, every basically everyone except Ulseth rolled really tightly together. <laughs> the, the slowest and the fastest, so sorry, you had the next highest initiative, really? the difference is three apart. Hmm. So everyone really grouped together pretty closely. Um, there's that, one right in front of me. Yep, there's one right in front of you. And we know it's a threat. Yes, we do. And I have my flamey sword and a Lashalar arm that I've been doing that all along. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, you you do have your weapons out. Okay. No debate there. Um, I move to attack it very carefully, not looking at the glowy blue eyes, because I remembered just a second or so ago <laughs> that it was quite unpleasant. Okay. Um, make a... Attack roll. I, I want you to make an athletics check to just kind of remember where everything is and get over there, because you're not looking up. You're purposely depriving yourself. Which of... might make your attacks harder. 16. All right, you make it over to your intended target just fine. Yay. <clears throat> I attack with my flamey sword. And you're still attempting to avoid contact with the eyes, yeah? No, I'm not looking at the eyes. I'm looking at where I'm thrusting my sword, which is at its midsection. So you are averting your gaze from it. I'm averting my gaze. <laughs> yeah, roll with disadvantage. That's your your intent. It's um, yeah. You're fighting basilisks. Mm. <laughs> You're intentionally not. I think everyone who's played a little bit of D and D has is figured aware this of, out. This is a basilisk. I know. I'm trying to not mad again. So if you're not trying, if you're trying to not look at the monster, you're no, gonna... I'm looking at the monster. I'm not looking at its eyes. Which is when it's moving around, makes it very hard to attack without looking directly. If you're trying directly, to hit a baseball, and you're looking at the ground instead of where the pitcher is throwing. Okay, well. It's just how basilisks work. If you avert, avert the gaze, you don't take the constitution use, damage, but you. So uh, if I, I'm gonna use luck yeah. to reroll again. That's fine. Okay but I was disadvantaged, so I could only re-roll one. Mm -hmm. yes. But with luck, I can choose which one I use. Yes, correct. correct. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Um, yay luck, 22. <laughs> that hits. And you're going for that one down there, okay. Yeah, the one in front of me. Yep. So I do a D8 plus two D6 fire. Yeah, and the actual rules of basilisks, if you're averting your gaze, you have to fight as if you can't see it. Mm. And if I don't avert my gaze, that's... Then you, have, then you risk might taking have to... a petrification. Um, eight, twelve... Uh, that's why they're nasty. Mm-hmm. Nineteen. Nineteen damage. All right. Mm -hmm. Are you making another attack attempt? Of course. Okay. Yeah, same thing. Disadvantage. Oh. You are blessed, by the way. Everyone in the group. So you add a d4 to all attacks. Oh, well. I'm doing luck again. <laughs> doing... Okay. Yep. 
The riveting moments of <laughs> adding. Am, am I am I hitting this thing that's trying to 18. kill me? That'll hit. <laughs> um, that's ten plus six, sixteen more. A couple of uh, deep gouging slashes cut through the body of the basilisk. You hear it scream out in this piercing wail of a cry. Doc! That was piercing. That was super piercing. I'm glad that I got the reaction out of you that the noise was supposed to make. <laughs> Very good. Um, I can attack Want to use any of your other abilities? I have a bonus action. So you can either take a stance or... Use your offhand attack. Yep. I'm going to... I'm going to give myself a uh, disruption stance, which means after a successful strike, I can take another attack against them with advantage. Okay. I'm assuming that neutralizes the disadvantage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, an advantage and a disadvantage cancel each other out. They're not wearing any armor, I'm guessing. They have natural armor. They're yeah, so I can't do that. Yeah. They're so monstrosities. That's what I do with my bonus action. <clears throat> okay. Anything else you want to do? Because I, I know you've got action surge and other stuff. Not yet, no. Okay. Then the next person up is Soria. Go ahead. Alright. <laughs> I use my attunement with the fey realm to walk the hidden paths and use misty step as a bonus action okay to teleport over here all right behind how many feet away are you from the far basilisk the farthest one this looks one? like you're about 45 50 feet away at this point i just teleported 30 feet so i should be about 45 or 50 feet okay yeah. was that important Oh, well, their uh, petrification does have a range. Oh, oh okay. So, so you just need to check. I need to make sure that if you're looking in that direction, do I need to ask you about where your gaze is? I am. If I... Here's a rules question that yeah. you are free to determine. If okay. I'm behind this basilisk, do I need to avert its gaze? Nope. Okay. It, it has... You have to be making some sort of... Eye contact. Eye, be eyes seeing eyes sort of thing. All right, then I'm going to cast... That's the mystical rule. I'm going to pull out my rose and use thorn whip okay. on this basilisk that's facing away f Excuse me, facing away from me. Yep. Uh, thir 13. 13 on the basilisk. Uh... Do you get to add bless to an oh, spell yeah. attack? Oh, yeah, 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 I do. Thank you for reminding me. Like, I think bless applies to that. 14. You feel your vine reach out, grab a hold of some dirt, and then pull back to you as you Free dirt! <laughs> Free dirt! Right, hold on to that. Anything else you'd like to do? That's all I can do. Okay. Well, I guess I'll take one step back this way, actually. Sure. All right. All right, now I'm done. 
Uh, as we've established in previous combats, nines, with Hulwin being up, um, since you are the one of the three of you most familiar with rangers, what would you like them to do? Key and Hulwin fire their bow without looking very well, or is it just going to still be disadvantage? Uh, uh, any attacks <laughs> where you can't see what you're aiming at are just going to be a disadvantage. You have a general sense, but you're going to be at disadvantage. Uh, and given the tight quarters, I, I will say there's a chance that someone else might get hit. Well, that that's someone not, else is also. That's not usually so. our rule, <laughs> so I'm making a special rule given the tight quarters. There's a chance. Uh, Hillwyn is going to use their bow on uh, the one that's being attacked by Olsef currently. Mm hmm. And we're going to go with an ice element. This okay. Is a reptile. And do you want to take the disadvantage penalty or face a constitution saving throw? Ooh. They're going to blind eye it because this will be more fun. Okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah Hawkeye. Disadvantage. Do that Hawkeye thing where they turn away and shoot behind them and somehow bullseye. Oh, wow. Two remarkably good rolls. See? Hey. All right. They're Hawkeye. So, Hulwin pulls a Hawkeye. Whatever. And that deals... Oh, full damage, too. How about that? I'm good at playing a ranger. You are? <laughs> you, well you are good at playing a ranger. And... What else would you like Hulwin to do on their turn? Um... <clears throat> Just double check bonus action real quick. Just two weapon fighting. Um, just hold tight. Uh, well, yeah, because okay. there's not really much to do in this tiny cramped area. All right, they are averting their gaze and staying close with the group. Then next one up is the basilisk on the other end, nearest nines. Mm. Nice. That one. Uh, slinks down and makes a strike out at ah. nines. Ooh. And your AC's 14, right? Yes. Okay. As the basilisk reaches out, lashes at you, you take nine points of piercing Ooh. damage and seven points of poison damage. It's, I don't like that. As true. it sinks its piercing fangs into your arm, grabs on, and you feel the venom coursing into your bloodstream. It stings like hell. And it is clearly hungry. I don't like this. Olsef, kill it. Okay. That's its turn. It's now your turn, Nines. Um, I am going to cast Pyrotechnics in my general area. If okay. we do that, Famous will blow up another <laughs> city. <laughs> uh, so I can do a five foot, it fits into a five foot cube and I'm going to do it 10 feet from the Basilisk that's attacking me. Okay. <clears throat> And it is, I'm going to use the fireworks part, uh, part of it. 
So you're like casting it around their head, basically? Uh, or like just up, up just above Just somewhere you. where they can see it. Uh, okay, sure. And not 10 feet away from my teammates, because it is it does not discriminate. And, yeah, uh, like there's positioning where you can pull that off within the cave. So the uh, basil has to do a constitution saving throw. Well, well decided. This is going to be a fun one to see what happens here. Does it like blind them? Yes, it'll blind it till the end of this next turn. Nice. And what's the 15. save on that? It fails, so it's blinded. And I need to get... That. Does that mean its eyes are closed? It, the rule on the basilisk is that the two of you <laughs> must be able to see each other. So if it's blinded. It cannot see okay. if it's blinded. So that one is blinded and cannot see, meaning that its petrifying gaze is currently nullified. Is Soria aware of what these are based on being trained in nature knowledge? You can... These are unfamiliar enough where you don't know it off the top of your That's head, but go ahead and make a nature check and see if you can come up with this. Um, 17. You, you've heard tale of basilisks and their petrifying abilities, but you can't recall in the midst of combat... Yeah, yeah. I was just curious if, she was, if this is something she'd heard about or not. Yeah, I mean, okay. basilisks are a long-standing horror story of all D&D worlds, basically. And anything else you want to do on your turn nines? Yes, I'm going to inspire Olsef. Olsef, listen to my song so you fight better! Oh! I that's am sure like, that I will strike a mighty blow. That's like D8 worth of that's, inspiration. That is a D8 worth of inspiration. I, I like no, it the is D8. delayed no, isn't it? boop at the end. <laughs> that was really good. That's the inspiring bit. And that will end my turn. Okay. I, actually, I could walk away from it without provoking. Yeah, because it, it can't see you. It can't see you. Well, so. I will. I think it would attack you, but it has a disadvantage. What are the rules on that? Because um, it can't—it doesn't see me walking away from it. It does not see you walking away. I, I would say that under the conditions, I would have it um, make a uh, check to see if it can sense you moving away, and then would get an opportunity if it succeeds to make an attack of opportunity at disadvantage on you. Mm-hmm. Being mm-hmm. blinded after. I mean, pyrotechnics are fireworks, so it's mm-hmm. sort of overwhelming senses right now. It is not a minor condition, so it's going to be hard. If you want to move, I will execute on that. I will actually just stay within its space so it doesn't attack me, but for flavor, I'm going to not be where it last bit me. Okay, sure. That works. So you kind of flip to the other side of the tunnel. <laughs> then it is Javal's turn. Javal, I mean, being just a basically guide PC, can't really do much, uh, does want to go and rush to give it another target, moves up next to Nines, so that Nines isn't alone, and is going to make an attack with advantage, because... Blinded. Blinded. And that'll connect, we'll say, does that much damage. And Javal seems to have just a pair of daggers, simple utility weapons and stabs into the basilisk a couple times. That brings up 
the other basilisk's turn. That one is pretty messed up after a few good blows from Ulseth and a nice shot from Volwin, and is going to lash out at the one that dealt the most damage, which is Ulseth. And that's not going to pierce your armor. So you feel the fangs come down, crash onto uh, your, we'll say, onto your offhand, and sort of hook around it. And it pulls back up as it senses that it doesn't have anything that's piercing. A little bit of venom is left behind as it pulls back up. So be careful of your blade. And that brings us back to the top to Ulseth. Okay. Is I'm going to stay within range but go around behind. Yeah, that's perfectly maneuverable. It can't move, so it doesn't turn, correct? Um uh, I mean it can move, it can follow you around. Mm. But you can get on that side of it, that's fine. <laughs> in D and D terms, generally it's assumed that if you're in combat and not incapacitated, you can rotate to defend yourself from any angle. Mm-hmm. So I'm still so, at disadvantage. So all it's really doing is turning it away from these people and towards you and me. Yes. Theoretically. Oh, well. Well, that's probably be a good thing anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, I need to attack even if it's at disadvantage. Yeah. Am I it, still blessed? Yes. And you have inspiration. Mm-hmm. Sixteen. Oh, that hits. Sixteen hits. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I get plus seven, which is nice. Where are those wolves? <laughs> those they, liars. They don't, they're not gonna fight. Well, we've only been in combat for six seconds. Well, that was. I've <laughs> <that was> a... <laughs> yeah, been like. Uh... <laughs> only only ten damage that time. Only ten damage. As you plunge your sword deep into the chest of the basilisk, it lets out a pathetic gurgle. That is a very pathetic gurgle. And falls limp. And you feel the life leave its body. So that mm. one's down. How do you feel that? It just sort of the guy goes limp and you can feel more weight resting on the weapon. And it lets out a, a fart. <laughs> okay, I want to move. Okay. Right. You have a 20 feet of movement left. Yeah, well. Because you circle. So I'll move to uh, there. Okay. Anything else you want to do? Nope. Can't attack. Have nothing to throw. And you don't want to surge? That would only give him a standard action, not an extra movement. Yeah. I mean, if I action surged, all I'd be able to do is get up to it. Yeah. And not be able to do anything with it when I got there. So. I'll stay there for the moment. Okay. Then it's Soria's turn. Go ahead. I will run up about here. All right. And I'm going to try and thorn whip this one. Sure. And I can look at it without, because it's still yes. blinded, so. Yep. I actually should get advantage. Yeah, because it, it's blinded and. It's a powerful spell. It is. Yeah. If you blind someone like that, that is not a, a sort of lightweight status uh, effect. Twenty-seven. 
that definitely hits. Alright. So deal your damage, and then... I do seven piercing damage, and it is yanked ten feet towards me. Alright. Given the tight spaces, I'm gonna have Javal and Nines both make a dexterity saving throw (laughs) at advantage, given that you saw the whip come forward, to not be pulled as this basilisk is now moving down You get to add d4 from bless. Did you have enough to also bless Javal? No, Javal's not blessed. I didn't think so. Dexterity saving? Yep. Uh, That is going to be a 28. Oh, you're just fine. (laughs) Okay. You nimbly jump over it. Javal, uh, not familiar with this, however, gets pulled and knocked back. He's prone uh, on the other side. Do I get to do a flip and like hit it with my... You basically pulled the basilisk over him (laughs) and he got knocked down. You did... You know, when cats do their most impressive jumping, you're like, wow, you managed that. You you did that. Oh. Yeah. When they jump like a six-foot leap up to a window, like, wow, nicely done, cat. And then you get a little scared because you realize, oh, shit, they can get anything in the house, can't they? Does it go outside of my range so I get an attack of opportunity? It does because you've moved 10 feet and you are right on top of it. So you'll get a chance for that. Uh, Javal will not. Well, all I got right now is a rapier. I have my rapier out, yes. Yeah. I mean, Stab it with me. Oh, you got a fancy rapier. Yes. That is going to be a... Oh, I get a bandage. Right? Yeah, blinded. Yeah. Nat 20, baby! Woo, woo! Whoa! Nicely done! Good rapier. So you get a crit on top of You're all You're gonna this. get, like, two damage. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was a seven, and I got really excited. Oh. It turns out it was a one. So? <laughs> so I do a total of six damage by poking it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no! It was a seven. I got really excited. Then, no. Then it wasn't. Six damage. You. Well, look at the difference. There's, There's one. Really no, there's barely a. Some of the dice that. Some dice that get printed, the one and the seven are hardly different. So, I understand. It was just amusing. You plunge deep into the basilisk as it gets pulled by you. Although it doesn't seem too very phased by that particular injury. It's mostly the blindness. Then, uh, it's... Still my turn. Still your turn. Yes, and I'm going to flash with some green energy as I call upon the bomb of the summer core. And heal nines for... 11 damage. I'm doing a lot better now. Now my turn's done. Yeah, your turn's done? Now it's done. Yeah, it's done. Meow, my turn is done. Meow, meow. All right. That means it's Holwyn's turn. So, nines? What do you want Holwyn's turn? Shoot it. Maybe okay. step With more ice. Step back. Step and back. Shoot. Step back a bit. Okay. Get a little range there. That is 
Oh, wait, advantage. Didn't make it any better. So that'll still hit, dealing. I don't think Colin has plus, by the way. I can only bless three. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure that was clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we only so, do it to player characters. Yeah. Bestie. Oh no, we made right. God sad. That deals, <laughs> that deals 13 damage to the Basilisk as another arrow sinks deep into its torso and it shudders a little bit from the apparent cold of the arrow. And then they don't really have anything else they can do unless you want them to move more, get further away. No, they seem fine. Okay. Then. It's that basilisk's turn. How many turns are they blinded? Till the end of their next, their next turn. turn. Okay. So they're so. blinded until the end of this turn. So they're going to lash out, um, not having any real idea what's in front of them. They're just sort of lashing out, disadvantage attack, and... That 20. Yeah, so it's close. 19 and 20. <laughs> <laughs> 19 and 20. Saved your life again, Olsen. <laughs> yeah, which Thank you. still hits. I'm gonna say, I'm, I'm, this is an audible here. Normally their attack is, the only attack that a Basilisk's stat block has is a bite. That's not what they're doing because they can't see a damn thing right now. So instead of a bite attack, they're making, they're just sort of thrashing about with their body. You're gonna take uh, six bludgeoning damage as it just sort of That's a big bludgeon. wails at you with its torso. Just, that uh, for anyone who's a real rulesy person, that's complete audible. I'm just situationally mixing it up, and that's really all the basilisk can do right now. Being blinded. That means nines. It's your turn. Um. Hey, Basilis! You suck! <laughs> As I viciously mock it. <laughs> Alright. Is it a 15 save now? It is a 15 save. 15. Well, you might be shocked that the Basilisk makes it. I, I am shocked that it made it. <laughs> it seems to pay no mind to your vicious. mocking call. Vicious. vicious. Your vicious mockery. Alright. That anything else you want to do? Oh, I guess I'll inspire old Seth again. Wait, time for crap. So well, bad rose uh, with that. Yeah, yeah. hitting it with my with my uh, magic. slide whistle and your magic slide whistle. Using one instrument to play another. <laughs> <laughs> Not usually advisable. Why don't you use your nine saxophone? All right, let's stop combat for a bit. We're gonna have to take it out. Put We're it gonna on. have to strap it on. All right, you gain inspiration, and that brings us to Javal's turn. Javal's gonna use all of his movement to stand back up. He's currently out of range of half movement to stand. Oh, right, half movement. Excuse me. So he can move back. I thought it was all yeah. movement. Yeah. So he moves in, and with advantage. Well, not with advantage because it's not blinded now. Yeah, but they're flanking. But they're flanking. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah. And that's facing him? Yeah. He doesn't suffer the negative penalties of. Because mm. it's engaged with you right now. Yeah. Um, that's right. It, it lashed out at me. 
and yes. did bludging. Yeah, it was flailing about. So that is going to take uh, just another little damage. Jafal's not much of a damage dealer here. Okay, and bring us back to the top because the other one is dead. Ulseth, it's your turn. Okay. And uh, you can keep averting your gaze if you want, but you now have to avert your gaze with that one because it's no longer blinded. Just go all in. Yeah, that's the worst that could happen. Yeah, just turn to stone. Whatever. I always wanted an Ulseth statue. Yeah, we can okay. put you in the tent. So we I can get, turn you into a Tastaxi. I get disadvantage and advantage, so, so it's just a straight roll. It would be a, from flanking. Yes, it's just a straight roll because of the flanking right now. Am I still blessed? Yeah, it lasts a minute. Well, <clears throat> So that's an aversion, right? Yeah. Averting gaze. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd roll two. Okay. Um, 18, just making 20, sure. 29. That hits. Mm-hmm. Let's see what happens. We get uh, eight slashing and seven fire damage. Fifteen total. Fifteen total. That was mostly a very good roll. Again, another deep gash through the basilisk, and it withers back in pain. Still standing, though. Attack again, using my second attack. Bated breath. <laughs> Thank goodness for this blessing. Nine and seven, 16. That hits. <laughs> Is it more than two? No. No. Oh, no, and the three 18. dice he rolled. He unfortunately got a couple negative threes in there. <laughs> you need to well, heal it. 18. So I, I do occasionally have to check with Ulseth, but lately your dice have been rolling very well on damage. Well, yeah, and the, the bless saved me on that last roll. Well, you went, you had, we were also inspired, so. Yeah. yeah. There and, you go. And you, the plus seven on hit doesn't You punch your sword in, and uh, the creature falls over, limp on the ground, having felled the uh, terrifying basilisk. Yeah. The threat is now neutralized. Does it fall on Joval? No, it sort of slumps forward and doesn't hit either of you. Oh, good. It would be funny if it knocked over the, him. They're, <laughs> like medium, over again. they're only medium-sized creatures. How much reusable meat is on it? Um. Well, it's probably covered in full poison. I was like... I don't think there's any usable meat but, on a basilisk. But there might be, because I can purify food and drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, how, much, how much can you purify? I can purify... Let me pull it up. Um, because there's definitely meat on the basilisks. There it is. Purify food and drink. All non-magical food and drink in a five-foot radius sphere. Oh, good lord. So you just, like... Pile, pile it up, up, and you can... And it's purified and rendered free of poison and disease. Okay. Um, also, I've started carving it up! No, I have some things I need to do with my nature knowledge. Oh, okay. Before we carve it up. <laughs> then you can carve it up. Now, we'll I, think, I think Juval, who's a rogue, with, who is really good with knives, would be good at carving it up. I mean, he can. <laughs> no. If you want him to. I'm the most trained in anatomy and animals and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I want to remind Ulseth that you have poison on your offhand. You have the venom that was left behind from an attempted bite 
that you deflected. It's on your weapon. You can discard it, but you do have some I, I some will. leftover venom on your blade right now. I'll just be very, very careful with my offhand. Okay. So, a few things I'd like to do. One, I'd like to do, use some of my bottles. I'll mm-hmm. just drink the water that's in them. Sure. And try and milk the milk venom. Some of the venom out? Yeah. So I'll just stretch some cloth across the top and pierce the bottle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, why don't you make a knowledge nature, knowledge nature. survival? Let's go, let's go nature. That seems more in line with knowing how to uh, milk venom from a snake, a, a fairly large snake. Seventeen. It, well, not really snake. Well, like eight-legged lizard. Really. Yeah. Seventeen. Um, yeah, you're able to fill your vial with basilisk poison. So I, I get one bottle of basilisk venom? Yes. All right. I'm going to also try and harvest the eyeballs. Okay, sure. Make another... Um, oh, I'm going to say, since you're aware of where the eyeballs are, you don't need a nature check to get that, but I'm going to say make a dexterity check to see how well... <laughs> you are able to harvest the eyeballs. Do you need some sort of inspiration? Yeah, why not? Because it uses a slot. But I only get four of those. Every short res. Fine. Inspire me. <laughs> that was so inspiring. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and I'm going to guidance on myself as well. Okay. You get a, a lot, a lot of luck <laughs> dice there. Six, seven, 17, 18. All right. I seem kind of low for how many dice you have to throw. <laughs> yeah, I uh, don't have great dexterity. You are able to procure one and a half eyeballs. Mm. Three. Three basilisk guys. That's what remains. I'm gonna store them in my mess kit. Because I don't have a good container. Ten minutes. I'm gonna switch it back to gray. I like a gray more. Actually, no, I'll store them in one of those uh, disappearing boxes I have. Oh, okay. You're gonna put it in there? Yeah. Because that should help keep them fresher. Uh, yeah. It will. Anything else that you would like to do now? Well,. What I'll do is, well, they're all whole in one. Well, let's carve them up, get as much meat as we can. Mm-hmm. I'll purify it. That's worth a spell slot if there's enough meat. Okay. We asked oh. Joval to uh, help. Help, um, you know, gather as much poisoned meat as we can off of these yeah. two creatures. Yeah, Joval and I will work together. Okay. Um, I am going to say... Since you're working together. You're able to harvest, between the two of them, 137 pounds of meat. Mm. There's, you know, if, if you take your time, 
work hard at this and are, you know, you get some people assisting, you're able to get quite a bit of meat from this. All right. Pile it all together. I, I might regret asking this. Is there anything that you want to do with the skeletons that remain? Um, no. I, well, do we get any scales? That might be worth something. Um. When we're harvesting. Sure. You get uh, 14 pounds of scales between the two of them. They would make great trophies in our uh, in our mansion. Yeah, we'll get the skulls. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're harvesting the basilisk skull. Yes, we'll put them in our bag. We can wear them as hats for the rest of the adventure. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they have big fangs and stuff. They They'll do. look very intimidating. Yeah, great. It could be our knocker. Yeah. Just like uh, put him some brass on them. Mm-hmm. Except they're like this big. A lot of brass. <laughs> a lot of brass. Yeah, a lot of brass. All right, so two basilisk skulls. Yep. All right. I think that's good then. Okay. So I... you have a very large pile of meat. I'm also yeah. So we'll put a sign that says "Carry meat." The meat you want to eat, carry it with you. <laughs> well, I don't want to carry it. Well, I just got rid of like a ton of breastplates, so I'm going to put those in my bag of holding. Okay. You've got that. Alright. Now let's continue on. You travel for the rest of the day, and it seems yeah, to be... purified. I'll purify it when we get in. Oh, okay. And it seems to be a fairly uneventful day. Uh, once again, you find a room to make in camp. It's a little tighter tonight. Um, you have to spread a long ways down the hallway in either direction. But, uh, you know, with whole mountain worth of uh, cavern and passageways. You've got plenty of room. So you, you found a spot to rest for the evening. Alright, so standard procedure. Except when I purify the meat, I'm going to have everyone put their water skins together as well, because I can, might as well purify those just in case. Mm-hmm. And purify all of that water that I can fit in a five foot radius. I think... With the meat. With the meat, you can probably only get, like, maybe, uh... Are, are you keeping water in the water skins? Or yeah. Just, okay. With that, I'm gonna say you get ten water skins Because it's, there. like, a 20-foot... Or a 10-foot diameter sphere that I can do this in. Because it's a 5-foot radius sphere. Yeah. But objects don't always... No, I know. Yeah, I'm just, perfectly. I, so. I just figure I might as well hit them. No, you're just fine. With the spell. Just trying to explain my reasoning for about how many you can fit in there. Yeah. So. So do we want to conjure beans and water, but save them for tomorrow? Oh, well, we can't conjure. We conjured beans this morning. We no, had to I wait till the morning. No, every, you said every morning we conjure beans. All right. Okay. For breakfast. So, um, what I'll do is create as much water as we need and then I'll do the rest with good berries like I did before but I make 10 less good berries because of using it to purify the meat okay so how many good berries do you wind up with today? 30 30 
and you've got a whole big pile of meat, like a lot of meat. Yep. What does it taste like? Like what? Snake. What kind of meat is? Um, purified basilisk meat. Is there like alligator or something? Yeah, I'm gonna say it's. I mean, it's a white meat, so not dissimilar from like chicken in flavor, but maybe closer to shrimp in texture. We'll make um, gumbo. Gumbo tomorrow. Just bean gumbo, bean and meat gumbo. <laughs> and it's yeah, fairly cleanse of the poison. A fairly dense, hearty meat. Yep. So, tomorrow, I assume we sleep through the night, okay? Yeah. Alright. Long rest. Alright, and in the morning, you make a bunch of, what, kidney beans? Red beans? Red kidney? Uh, I can do that. Unless there's something else you want to go with the meat. Is there a shape that you would like the red kidney beans to be? Basilisks. Basilisk shaped. Okay, you have basilisk shaped kidney beans. And there's a little detail lost on all the legs. <laughs> so they look sort of like. They look not wholly dissimilar from the llamas the days before. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I hear the changes, but like llamas again. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna use Not to about. Be picky, but llamas again. This is lame. Get you make your own animals. I will make my own animals. You give me the knife. I'll show you how to make beans. You don't get my knife. You get own knife. I put in ten pounds of basilisk meat. Okay. And. Well, you need. To, why don't we feed all three hundred people today? I guess we could. How many pounds of basilisk meat? Well, if you give them a have? quarter pound a piece, that would be good. Four uh, ounces each. I don't know. I don't know any of these numbers you're yelling at me. Especially while I'm playing around with that uh, brooch of number numbers. Tell many, tell me how many I need. <laughs> if you Forty-five use, pounds. If you use about half the meat that you have, that yeah. If you use, say, let's call it seventy pounds of meat, mm-hmm. you should be able to feed every single changeling a that full quarter serve. pound plus the ten beans. Plus yeah. the ten pounds of beans. So you're yeah. making. So this is a very meaty gumbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, some of these folks haven't eaten in a day, and others yeah. were weakened. All right. I'll make a basilisk gumbo. Okay. Basilisk gumbo coming up. Get some Cajun seasoning in it. And the yeah. berries, Garlic, the berries only last 24 hours, so... And the, so there's 40 extra, 30 extra berries to go around. Yeah, to the people who are the weakest. Yeah. Yep. So... Basilisk gumbo can go in our Dyson Dungeons cookbook whenever we make that. Exactly. And we've got another full meal coming out of that tomorrow. All right, so I make that for that breakfast. That would be a good cookbook, like, tie-in. That'd be midnight, a good tie-in. Midnight brunch cookbook. Just call it Midnight Brunch. Yeah. Just title it that and call it, uh, you know, Flavors to Stimulate the Senses. And they have croissants, pretzels, raw chicken. <laughs> yeah, that's the best page. Raw chicken. Grimmy's raw chicken. Step one, raw chicken. Nailed it. <laughs> throw, throw in water. Take raw pieces of chicken. Throw tie in a lake. rope around it. Dunk throw it, it in the lake. Dunk it in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> throw it in the lake. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> there it is. Post it on Twitter. Hashtag Sturmgrim. <laughs> <laughs> so... We move on for the day. Sturm Grimmy's raw chicken. (laughs) Nice big warning do not consume. (laughs) 
Do not actually consume this. We will move for the day. Okay. Is it nines your turn to mm-hmm. make the daily roll? Yep. Okay. Give Go us ahead. a good thing. Yeah, I was the one who summoned Who the promises? The magical wizard god. Magical wizard god. <laughs> 63. No. You group so much. What is with the, the dice today? They're really tightly grouped. 63. Well, you want me to roll again? Um. No. That would be just fine. We made the smuggler. <laughs> <laughs> He got lost, but he got new inventory somehow. <laughs> <laughs> He's on his way back from Ironvale. Right. Very quick. <laughs> Very quick. Though. Okay. Um, th- you do see another person who seems to have... Um, they-, they seem to be walking quite briskly. Yeah, <laughs> coming towards you. Again, they are fairly laden with equipment. They have a large sort of hiking you know, setup. You know, one of those big tall backpack kind of things. They've got a lot of stuff dangling off of it. Got some cooking supplies and uh, they too carry quite a few bags on them. Hi. Where did you all come from? Outside. That way. Iron Bale. I have never run into anyone in here. Even the merchants? The smugglers? No. Felonius? I'm aware of Felonius, but I've never seen him in here. Hmm. We did. He was very friendly. What's your name? We're Midnight Brunch. That is all of your name? You are all Midnight Brunch? That's our group name. You can ask for us by name next time you need something. Mm -hmm. I am a traveling saleswoman. What are your wares? Give me free things. Acarinas. I. Your name? Your favorite color? What do you think happened to Fervent? <laughs> my favorite color is purple, if you must know. Mm-hmm. I shall keep my name to myself for now. Hmm. I think you should tell us your name as I cast suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> the, the most use that spell gets is on absolute random. Random stuff. <laughs> Okay, what's the, the save on that 15? Yes. Okay. Just meaning whiz. All right. Let me. There. My name is Harme. Why'd you change your mind into telling us your name? That's weird. Seem trustworthy, I suppose. Mm. That's what I do. Trust I, people? Try to learn to trust those who need to be trusted. What brings you under this mountain? Business. Illegal business? We are in the mountain pathway, sneaking through. Obviously, we're both engaged in some sort of skullduggery. Yes, illegal business. I'm on my way to finish a job. We just finished a job. We did big boy crime. What sort of crime? I stole a pie once. Twice. 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 Mm hmm. It's not really a big boy crime. What do you mean it's not a big boy crime? It was a very fresh pie. I got it. Just out of the oven. That seems like a little baby crime. For for babies? They don't like you anymore. 
what kind of we crimes have... have you done? Changed uh, who's controlling cities? Hmm. Well, I think we did that by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was an accident, yes. Wait, did you actually commit some sort of consequential crime? I mean, we 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 heisted some things once or twice. Oh, well, since we are all in the trade here, tell me, what did you steal? It depends. Are you part of the Iron Veil Thieves Guild? <laughs> they mean nothing. That's pretty they impressive. Are, they are a disparate band of morons. Set only about impressing other members of high society. Let's just say... Is Hoban offended? Hoban's not Hoban, from Iron Veil. Hoban doesn't Vail. seem to be offended by this. Hmm. Hoban's not from Iron Veil, though. We heisted some stuff from the voice. And what did you take from the pompous blowhard? Hmm. A lot like of money. <laughs> Money's good. But have you taken anything interesting? Something that he might miss and know it was gone? Yep. Tell Do we want to brag about what, it? What did you take? Sure, why not? A magical divine item. May I see it? No, we sold it. Mm, but a good decision on your part. Assuming <coughs> we also that you are telling the truth. Stole a bunch from the Ostengrafels. Mm-hmm. Never a group that deserved it more. Yep. We stole their chair! And these plushies from Glenvie. I'm not familiar with this Glinvi, but if she is a Gotfell, then she deserved it. The Bru- name does not ring a bell. Brukellian's sister. Unfamiliar. Gintian's daughter. Oh, well. There we go. Third time. First <laughs> time. <laughs> She's probably quite important, and I'm assuming quite upset now. We also stole a tiara that was stolen from the Imperial family like 2,000 years ago or something. Mm-hmm. How impressive. I am intrigued. This is what it looks like. Not quite as pretty as I would have imagined it to be. But perhaps that is what thousands of years of age does. Oh, we also stole uh, Pirate Lord uh, Ira's uh, hat. Yeah, but the That's... captain has that. Yeah, but we stole it. That's true. And his cape, you're wearing that. Yes, it's a nice cape. Hmm. So you two went to the Pirate Lord's tomb. Oh, yes, and robbed him. I've heard that it is only available on Tuesdays. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At low tide. Intriguing. Was the adventure worth it? I guess so, yeah. Well, we, we got, got the house out of it. Cool stuff. We did, yes. Much things. Interesting. Are you going to steal all our stuff now? No. My line of work does not uh, cover the thievery. It is no interest to me. What's well, your what, line of work? Yeah, what kind of crime have you committed? Yeah, we told you about our crimes. We did lots of crime. Um... My line of work involves revenge, hmm. regime change, 
Oh, you're an assassin. I'm an instrument. For assassinating. Mm -hmm. You'd be interested in an instrument. Yeah. Can I play you? It depends. How much do you want to pay for me? My services. Two gold. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not quite that cheap. One gold tinsel. One gold pack of bacon. We, we, we gave away the bacon. more bacon. Oh, right. Tomorrow. <laughs> Tomorrow you get bacon. <laughs> uh, do you have anything you want to trade? We have some cool stuff. I don't have much that I wish to trade. Just my supplies mm. that uh, help me through whatever situations I am currently in. So what do you think happened to Furman? I think it's not worth wasting our time thinking about. He is gone. It is over. Would you be interested in a bottle of basilisk venom? That seems like something assassins do use. How did you come across basilisk venom? We killed basilisks. Yeah, we killed basilisks. From basilisks. Do you want the skeleton? It's somewhere over there. I might have use of that. How much do you want? I do freely acknowledge it is a um, fairly potent poison. Uh, well, what does she have that would be worth trading? Do you have any to stack these? No. Oh. I, hmm. What about crab stacks? I've never heard of the thing. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the pencils have. I can find. I can. I could make for you a crab stacksy. What is a Crab Staxi. It's a, it's a Staxi, but a crab. It sounds interesting, mm-hmm. but not to my taste. Thank you do not you have to eat offer, it. Though. Do you have anything, any items you'd be willing to trade for this Basilisk Venom? I have... Hmm, I have one item I might be willing to trade. Hmm. Well, two items! We'll, we'll take it. <laughs> Something that I was gifted from my last It's a deal. Job. <laughs> Wait, then let's see the item first. <laughs> what? Don't what? you want to know Wait, what it see is? See item first, then do a trade. Why? So so we don't get ripped off. Oh. Don't you want to know what it is first? I yes! Guess, I guess so. I've been told I have to ask what it is. She pulls out a very long golden chain with a thick locket at the end. We'll take it. <laughs> there you go. What is it? <laughs> it is a locket from one of the former members of the Costerian High Council. Can I open the... Can I, can I open is it? it? Is it super cursed? It wasn't when I got it. Is it now? Not that I'm aware of, but the dead, they do have a mind of their own, don't they? Oh no, I haven't talked to the dead yet. It's been a pleasure meeting you all. Can you open the locket? It's refreshing to see some faces down here. Oh, is this going to incriminate us in some horrible crime? Have you ever been to Posteria? That's part of the Republic? No. No. Then you should mostly be fine, but 
perhaps don't go advertising it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you may want to find someone that has underground connections to make any profit off of it. We'll try and open it up. It opens up. What's inside the locket? It seems to have um, a drop of blood inside. A mm-hmm. little glass one. Creepy. Okay. We could use that. Whose blood is this? I don't know. You are harming. I don't know whose blood it is. The target of my designs, he dropped it when he fell. I thought it was pretty. I thought I could move it for profit. But such potent venom is more useful to me than simply carrying around a stolen artifact of a dead politician. Well, most of our things are stolen artifacts of dead politicians, so we appreciate it. It's kind of our thing, isn't it? I suppose. Now, if you'd excuse me, I do have an appointment to keep. All right, just ignore everyone following us. They're with us. Very well. Adieu. Good luck killing people for money. Why, why are you? Why are you so fine with other people being killed for money? What? Like you were so mad about us killing people? Oh, that's just... because we have a choice. <laughs> you didn't sign a contract. I'm not judging random people that I meet. <laughs> that's discrimination. All right. You wander through the rest of the day and find. Uh, suitable place to rest. This place has a little bit of a spring. So there's a little bit of flowing water that you can capture coming out of a rock. It's um, it's like having a faucet on low. Okay, so we can I drink directly from it. It tastes pretty minerally. You know, there's, it's right out of the rocks, so there's a, a strong kind of irony flavor to it. But seems okay. It's very cool. So it's quite refreshing. Does nines get sick and die? Not immediately. Nice. Oh, cool. Let's fill up our water. Okay. The changelings begin to set up camp, and they're made aware of the, you know, slow running water. And they all kind of take their turns lining up, filling filling their water skins. If I don't need to make water, I'm going to make 90 good berries today. Then we can save a lot mm-hmm. of meat. We can. We make some basilic jerky or something. Maybe. Why? Mm-hmm. It'll take a while. Yeah, that's right. Spending a few weeks underground <laughs> making basilisk. <laughs> Don't worry. We're in a we're in a poorly ventilated cave. I'm smoking it. <laughs> get that natural hickory flavor. <laughs> we and asphyxiation. <laughs> I ran out of materials, so I burnt all the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Months well, later, adventurers come down. It's like, why are there 300 dead tabaxi down here? <laughs> and a pile of basilisk turkey. This is oh, delicious pretty good. turkey. <laughs> pretty good turkey. All right, so standard procedure. Okay. Morning, we make beans. What's pancakes this time? No, beans. That's going to take forever to make 300 pancakes. You'll give it to everyone. You'll just give it to me. Okay, just make a little, though. I'll say that you have to give up a half pound of beans to make all the, the stuff for pancakes. The you're eggs, gonna, milk, you're gonna starve. flour. I'm going to offset it with basilisk meat. And we have 90... Good berries. Good berries. And I did promise Nine's brunch for assaulting the key. I'm getting my pancakes. So. It's vitally important to my character that I get pancakes. 90 good berries. <laughs> this is development. 90 good ninety good berries. Yeah. 90 good berries. Nine and a half pounds of meat. Or of uh, Bean. beans. Okay. And however much basilisk meat we need. All right. To feed 100, or 210. So like 110 people and, and basilisk meat. 50 pounds to get them all a, uh, like a quarter pound again. So there's, there's a little left for flavoring and extra protein later. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and some pancakes for nines. All right. I sit there in my fancy suit Platinum silverware. <laughs> just, just judging everyone. Pancakes. <laughs> As we all eat. Syrup! <laughs> More syrup! Let's cover it in syrup! Nine. More strawberries! Nines is a. Nines is a hero. <clears throat> Alright. So we move on for the day. Okay. You continue down the tunnel, and Javal says, I think we're coming up to, well, our first more difficult area. We're about to enter one of the abandoned mines, and I'm not positive that it's safe enough to take him through everywhere, so. I want to have them wait here until we can scout it out and see how they might handle it. I got a feeling that once we enter the mines, a lot of these changelings aren't going to be able to make it through some of the side tunnels. When the miners cut their way through here, they weren't considering, you know, children and elderly people, people with injuries. They just sort of smashed their way through. A lot of the side pathways are pretty rough, but the main tunnels are often caved in. So, might have to improvise going forward. The Republic doesn't have an ocean. Improvise means that we have a plan that says, figure out how to go through. When we get there. And we do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It is like most of our plans. All right, good planning. Well, have Seamus blow up this mine, too. Seamus <laughs> just blowing up everything for that's, us. That's your plan. Yeah. Seamus isn't with us. 
We should have right. told him to follow us. He would have. <laughs> he would have, yeah. All right. We will enter into the mine area and tell everyone to wait. Okay. When you reach the mining area, you kind of get through this small crack that you can see has been haphazardly widened. It's at the end of... Well, I don't think any of you would have seen it, but you could piece it together fairly reasonably. It's a minecart rail. And there's this sort of cut-through hole at the end. It looks like smugglers smashed through into this. We've got a length of track, and it leads to a pile of rubble and a little bit of a passageway off to its left. And that's where we're going to leave off for today and pick up at the next session. Let's see what happens in these lost mining tunnels, shall we? Nothing bad. No, nothing bad, I'm sure of it. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Now, we'll pick this up in the next session. Until then, stay safe. We love you. Bye-bye.